welcome back to the Commerce of D&D, Isle of the Tiger mini-campaign. Brought to you by none other than Tiger Skull RPG. Tiger Skull RPG! RPG. If you don't already know what Tiger Skull RPG is, um, you need to go check it out at www.tigerskullrpg.com um, where you can see all the RPG content, STL files, collections with loot cards and digital illustrations, and so much more at tigerskullrpg.com. You can use our code there, COMMONERS15 in all caps, to get 15% off of all STL files and collections. Or you can just go to patreon.com slash tigerskullrpg and get stuff every month for a low price, starting at $1 a month. So go check it out. We are, if you don't already know, using all Tiger Skull RPG content in this campaign, including the Isle of the Tiger, which is an entire world created by Tiger Skull RPG. Go check them out on Instagram, YouTube, at Tiger Skull RPG, and uh, go see some awesome stuff. Until then, you can listen to this recap from our last episode, which was a long time ago. But not as long ago as the actual campaign. But now we're playing twice in one week? Yeah, we just played what two days ago. What in the ago. world? This is insane. Is it a dream? <laughs> yes, it's my dream. Um, so, anyway, last time, episode six of this campaign, our guys, Rafa, Seeker, and Marcus, found themselves in the sewers with two hostages from the bank of the Isle in River's End, their hometown, um, where they happened to bump into their detective friend, Sid Arthur, who happened to be uh, rummaging through the sewers trying to find um, an alternate entrance into the bank. Um, they met up, questioned the bank officials, and didn't get a whole lot of information, but enough information to decide that they were going to go back into the bank, um, try to find this alternate entrance under the river, which they did find. Um, they navigated up through the elevator shafts into the vaults, found the vault that they suspected that there was suspicious activity in. Rafa ran in on his own and bumped directly into a large humanoid automaton who then tried to kill him along with um, the rest of the crew who filed into the room later. Um, but what did you find? You found that Marquis was actually behind this entire operation. Mm -hmm. Instead of being enraged that they had put their lives on the line for Lord Marquis um, to try to save his good name when he was, in fact, behind this operation the entire time. I feel some venom coming from the DM's voice at that. No, <laughs> not really. No, I'm, this fires me up. Um, Rafa and Seeker decided that they would destroy all evidence and keep the operation up and running, restore order in the bank, and then kill Sid Arthur Gallagher by dropping an elevator on top of his head. They assume him dead at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Um, also, Marcus was left with their hostages, and uh, when Rafa returned to kill the hostages, Marcus was not there. So we do not know where Marcus is, and he is not here today. But we may hear from him somewhere along the way. Um, so that brings us to the sewers underneath the river at the bottom of the elevator shaft where you just killed Sid Arthur Gallagher. Take it away, boys. 
Well, where to next, I suppose? I believe we need to go to Lord Marquis. Inform him of uh, what we have found out and what we have done for him. Did you uh, make sure that uh, he's dead? I do not see him, but I do not... I, we, did we look for tracks or anything? Yeah, you investigated yeah. around. You didn't find anything. We're fairly sure that we did. he didn't make it out. I mean, well, that would be awkward to run into him some other time. Yeah. Well, I suppose we need to make our way back to Lord Marquis then. Yes. Did I inform you that the um, I have already taken care of the other uh, loose ends that we had? No. <laughs> the bank manager and uh, his assistant. I when I went back for my crossbow, I took care of them, and that is when I saw that Marcus had le- had run off. Interesting. But- but if they would talk to us, they would talk to others. So I thought it best to silence them. Now perhaps Marquis can uh, put someone else in charge there and continue his operations. Well, it's probably for the best then, I guess. Uh, that way they can't uh, rat us out. You are comfortable with this situation, yes? Currently. (laughs) Very good. I would not want to make you do something that you would not want to do. That is why I did not cut the rope myself. I gave you that opportunity. Cut the rope. (laughs) Alright. Lead on, I suppose. Uh, What time of day do we think it is? It was... It's getting very late afternoon to evening at this point. It's I believe late. that we should uh, make our way as close to Lord Marquis' business as possible here in the sewers, and then perhaps wait for Doc to fall, um, to emerge. Trying to sneak in? Well, shouldn't have to sneak in, just don't want to be seen by authorities. Alright. I'm just... I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about the fact that first Rafa told Seeker... To make a scene in the bank. Didn't do it himself. And then tells him to cut the rope and kill the guy. And Seeker does it every time. Okay. I'm a little bit manipulative. Yeah. The reason I wanted him to do the um, make a scene, though, is because I have a plus zero to charisma. So I thought he, he'd be able to talk his presence. way through things better yeah, than me. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um... You navigate back out. Um, the The tunnel that leads under the river is very straight and long. Um, you get to the other side. Roll. Roll some intelligence checks. Just base intelligence. Or whichever's better, intelligence or wisdom. I'll let you have either one. Just yeah. So I'll do like survival or just intelligence. Eleven. Uh, 14. 14. Okay, you you remember the way you came, but you wouldn't know exactly how to get to Marquis, but you think you're headed in the right direction. So you come out of, of the, the river tube, and knowing what the river's position in relation to the headquarters, you turn left and head that way. Um, but then you come to 
kind of a fork. You haven't seen a turn to the right in a while. If the tube continues straight, you haven't turned left or right, it's gone relatively straight, and then there's a turn to the right. You all want to go straight or turn right? Which way do you think? I'm not sure. Being underground, I'm not really um, familiar with this at all. Have we went past the bodies that we that I killed? No, that would have taken you back okay. up further away from okay. the headquarters. You okay. assumed that when you turn left instead of right okay, at the okay. big tube. So we're wondering if we need to keep going straight or, or go in a right. different direction. You do know that this this current tube that you're in is parallel to the river, and the street that runs parallel to the river, uh, MOL is at the corner of that street and another one. But you don't know how many blocks you've gone from the from where the bank was located up. I have no clue what we should do on that. We can try straight, and if it doesn't turn out the right way, we can come back. Well, we will not know until nighttime. Or do we see any sewer grates? Can we look around? Look yeah, there's sewer grates. Can we like? But so is this like? manhole covers or is it like drainage uh things that you can kind of look out there's i would say they're slotted okay well then let's see if we can take a look and see if we recognize okay, make perception we checks you're just kind of looking up through slats it's kind of dark and there's a. Uh, you're just looking at what buildings you can see people 22 22 okay you can tell that you are about a block from the headquarters. Okay. So if you turned right, you would be turning and going up the wrong street. All right. Let us go straight one more block. All right. Okay, going straight one more block. Yeah. At the end of what you assume is the next block, there's another tube that turns off to the right. Okay. And with that high of a check, now you're realizing where you're at. You know that you're on the street. You're at the literally at the intersection of the corner of where you're trying to go. All right. So if you want to climb up through that manhole... Does uh, Lord Marquis have any sewage grates like that just go from his building, his like compound, that we could entirely like get do away with the street and maybe just come right into his uh, property? You could try. We'll look around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to just keep going up that? Well, hmm. I will take out an arrow and just stab it in the ground right okay. here. At this intersection? Yeah. Okay. That will remind us where we need to go. This is well. This is close enough. Perhaps we can get closer. All right. So you're going to turn right and head up this tube? That... If I turn right, will that lead further down the street? Further? Yeah, so you're on... The straight stretch paralleling mm -hmm. the river. If you turn right, you'll go up the street that your headquarters is on. Okay. The compound is on. Okay, take the right then. Okay. Make a right. Um, you don't see a sewer grate. Do I see any rocks, like small pebbles or anything like down here? Yeah, there's okay. pretty small, like I'm gonna gravel sized. And like take out my uh, my uh, tinkerer's tools. Okay. And uh, etch like a rune on them. Okay. And it shines bright light within just five feet. Just right there, and I'm gonna set it down like the marker. I will pull up my arrow. That is much so you better. got like a flare. It's not quite that bright, but it's more okay. like a 
a homing beacon. It's a beacon. Yeah, we can see. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Um, you head down the street. You don't see any uh, drainage manhole covers or whatever. Um, but there is a couple pipes leading off to the left. Smaller ones. Quite a bit smaller, but still passable. Let us check these out. These might be under his complex. All right. Uh, I'm going to climb up and just, like, kind of just open one just and look around see if there's okay, there, well there's not any right here you have oh, to turn yeah, you have okay, to turn, turn left yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. turning left there is a small one just up ahead you're kind of down at this point hunkered over almost in a crawl okay. do you want to stand up at one and see yes okay just make like a stealth check if you're trying to do it sneakily you've yeah, broken into the prison I think it's a disadvantage because I'm pretty sure I have yes it is okay that was cocked. Are you doing stealth? Yes. I'm the stealthy one. Well, that is a two and an eight. So, Okay, so a two plus uh, nothing? A four and a ten. Oh, a four and a ten. Okay, but so I have to take the lower, so it's as, a four. As you kind of lift this grate up, it makes a really loud squeaking sound. And then you kind of panic and you drop it back down and it makes a really loud clanging sound. But you were able to see that you weren't no longer on the main road and you were in an alley very close to the compound like basically inside the compound this one's pretty much inside the compound itself do you still wish to wait until nightfall or do you think we can get in from here now so we're like literally inside the walls or whatever of the compound it's basically like there's a couple large buildings and then a lot of it is just open space, like canopies and stuff, because there's shipping docks and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're on the property. You know where you are. You can see buildings that you recognize. Well, if you want to try to sneak in, I guess we can wait. I, I do not believe we need to sneak into our own place of business. I just do not wish to be caught by authorities of the city. Yeah, well, I don't know what they'd be. I guess they have the right to walk on the, on the premises as much as anyone, but... Perhaps let me take a look. And All right, go ahead. I will sneak out of here and try to see okay. exactly where we are. Make a Just make a perception check. That's an eight. An eight? Okay. Well, you clearly know where you are. Yeah. Um, you don't see anybody, and nobody's really noticed you anyway. Um, this this is kind of... It's just as the place would have been shutting down, people that live nearby would have left, or people that don't live on the compound. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty empty. It's fairly quiet. It's kind of like a shift change time. Um, but you're just kind of... You're behind, like, your houses kind of in between your houses and like where Marquis more Marquis stays. Okay. Uh, there's no one around that I see? No. Well then I'm gonna go ahead and crawl out and kind of just throw my cloak over and try to stay stick to the shadows. Okay. I will call for you if it is safe. Alright. So you're leaving him there? Yeah. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, just kind of I'm getting up so I get a better look and just looking all around and kind of heading a little bit towards Marquis' building since we have okay. to talk to him. Um, as you head that way, you see you see a couple workers. They're kind of carrying their lunch pails and stuff, walking out. You see a couple people milling around carrying things. 
doing their jobs, but there's nobody's paying you any mind. All right. Uh, I'll just go back and say, I think the coast is clear. Hurry. Right, I'm going to climb up, and I'll try to slide the grate back okay. quietly. Yeah. Hey, you're you're good where, where y'all were at. You were kind of in a corner where nobody was really paying any attention behind some stuff, so you're good to go. We will just make a mad dash to Marquis. Okay. Office. At this point, you can see it's the sun's kind of dipping behind. It's not not completely dark yet, but the sun is kind of down. Um, and you're going to his building. Yes. Okay. You go in. You know where directly to go. Nobody inside seems to think anything about your presence. They just see you say hello, and you head up the stairs towards Marquis' office. And there's the two normal guards standing outside of the door. Uh, when we get when we're kind of away from everyone, we probably should discuss this in the server. But I, I believe that best policy is to just tell him the truth that we found out that he was involved with this counterfeiting program, um, and that we have taken measures to silence anyone who would uh, uh, rat him out or investigate him further. In the case of Sid Arthur, just uh, hope that he is in a uh, charitable mood. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Hopefully he goes along with it. <laughs> Do you want to take the lead or shall I? You can if you want to. I will. Okay. Um, the guards see you coming. They kind of nod and they open the door. As you go in, um, you see Marquis sitting at his desk. And he looks a little bit surprised to see you. You can tell he probably knows something. Lord Marquis. He nods and he actually excuses the two guards that are at his desk and they go they go outside of the room back out where you came from and now it's just you three in the room I wasn't expecting you this early in the evening uh, we have had a rather fortunate evening morning um, we did we did manage to uh, infiltrate the bank and uh, found out that the uh, manager and his assistant was involved in the um, counterfeiting pro uh, process. When they would not speak, we took matters into our hands and kidnapped them. I'm sure you've heard the noise around town. Yes. We had to escape into the sewers with our prisoners. Um, once we were down there, we tortured them quite a bit and found out that, humbly, you were behind this we I then see. swiftly took care of them for you to silence them so that you would not have to worry um slightly you killed them yes very well um before that um sid arthur showed up and he wished for us to continue breaking into the bank to discover things so we followed him uh managed to get into the cell that the um process was going through um, defeated your defense systems the automation creature or something um, saved the man who was working on it he is still working and then when we left um, Sika dropped an elevator on Sid Arthur so that he will no longer be investigating you he found out that you were involved as well from the banker right I think so. Or maybe just from... Yeah, he, the, he heard everything y'all heard. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was uh, going to try to take you into the government, but 
we put an end to him as well. He's, he's listening to this whole story just completely stone-faced. And he kind of looks down at what he was doing, he closes a book, and he says, Very well. Marcus had told me a similar story already. Except for the parts about you killing the two bank executives and um, Sir Arthur. He had run off and left the uh, them. Yes, he... Um, he said he thought it best that he come back here and inform me, which it probably was best because I sent him away immediately to lay low. Um, I didn't see a risk with the two men being tied up in the sewers. Um, and I was just hoping to get a similar story from you two to know that you can all three be trusted. I had assumed that best case scenario, you do not find the truth about me. We frame my two friends um, for the counterfeiting process. I take over the bank. Things continue. Best case scenario. Next best scenario is what has happened here, where you were put to the test. I now know even more deeply that I can trust you. So congratulations, men. You have passed a test. Of course. But in doing so, you have also cost me a great deal of money and paperwork. We will have government officials swarming this place as soon as they find out that their operative is dead. I don't know how they're going to find that out because he's buried beneath an elevator. The rubble will be cleaned eventually. It will be found out when he doesn't return. Stories will be made. I have people for that as well. You can perhaps take uh, advantage of the bank manager gone missing as well. No one need find his body. I can dispose of it. And uh, you can either put yourself or another man that you trust into the position. I intend to do just that. And that even can clear away the uh, body underneath the elevator so that it ne need never get to the government. Indeed. I will have my best men on that. Ones that are just as good at doing such things as you are doing what you do. But anticipating this event eventually or hoping that I would be able to trust you in this way. A promotion is on, in order, but you will not be able to stay here. There will be too much pressure from the government. There will be too much questioning. I cannot have my best men involved in that. So Many I suppose we just need to lay low then for a while? I have a place I'm sending you. Right. Sending you across to another island part of the isle um, but another island entirely where you will be working with some of my um, some of my accomplices uh, that I do much business with I am just a very small part of a much bigger operation anything that you 
any amount of respect you had for me because of my great possessions or my knowledge or my wisdom, you will find an even greater deal where I'm sending you. I'm sending you to the new Attenborough's branch of the Blackwater operation. I am just one of many operatives for Blackwater. Spelling, please. Blackwater. No. Attenborough's. Attenborough's. <laughs> A-T-T-E-N. It's just across from River's End over there, across the Coldwater Cross. Oh, two words, okay. Attenborough's. Black water organization. Yeah, it's just black water, but okay. it is it is an organization. Okay. Just black water. I will have communicated with them there. When you get there, they will be expecting you. And who should we ask for? You will be working for Lady Vandreth. She is head over the new Attenborough's branch. Lady Vandreth? Vandreth, yes. V-A-N-D-R-E-T-H. Blackwater operates mostly in the mainland. This is them. I was able to convince them to set a, a branch in the aisle. There's much business here as well. So, I have transportation ready. I'm afraid you need to leave immediately to avoid any further complications. We can. Yep. We, uh, I guess we'll head on our way then. Can we take a moment to speak with Jeeves? Uh, yes. I left behind my bow, and I believe he has left behind a staff of, ra- of importance. Very well. He should be available. Just be quick about it, and uh, your transportation is waiting in the loading docks. Lord Marquis, I believe I speak for both of us when I say you can trust us with anything in the future. Indeed. We are your men. It was good having you at my service. This will not be the last you see of me, and won't be the last I see of you. It is yet a new chapter in our great journey together. And he's gonna, he tosses you both a sack of gold. Okay. 2,000. Okay. A piece? A piece. Oh, wow. How much did you currently have? At 819, so now okay. 2,000. I didn't remember how much I'd ever given you before, or if I even had, so I didn't. We haven't really bought anything. Be on your way. He kind of gives you each a nod and a salute. He stands up. You head out. Yep. Okay. Head back out down the stairs. You nod to the guards. And uh, one of them stays with you. And uh, as you go down the stairs, you're going to Jeeves, though. Can your uh, staff be replaced so easily? I. Yeah, I can replace him. Yep, headed to Jeeves. Okay. You walk into his uh, large warehouse area um, at ground level, and you see him. Uh, 
he's bent over at a shelf and kind of shuffling through some things. He definitely didn't hear you come in. Hello, Jeeves. Ah! Oh, why hello, Master Rafa. Master Seeker. I... No, I was just saying hello. <laughs> I am in need of a new longbow. Uh, I have lost mine in our last job. I have a hand crossbow that I uh, can replace it with, though. I'm given the hand crossbow that I had. Given you don't to wish me. to keep the hand crossbow? Uh, if I have the longbow, I do not need the hand crossbow, no. Gotcha. Oh, follow me right this way. He goes over and he, he comes up to kind of a vaultish-looking door and he begins twisting the, the big wheel on it, opens it up, and there's just there's a closet pretty big, probably like 8 by 10 and there's just bows of all different sorts on the, uh, each side. Are any of them uh, perhaps magical? Um... I do have one. He shuts that door. He goes over behind his, his counter and he starts rifling around and he pulls one out and it it doesn't look like it has any kind of extra anything on it. He says, I'm not actually sure what it does. But I was told that it is enchanted by our uh, more magic people upstairs, so if you want to try it out and see what it does. I would surely try it out, yes. Do I need to pay for it, perhaps? Oh, no, definitely not. Thank you. Okay. You got it? Yep. Okay. Um, you wouldn't happen to have a quarter staff, would you? Oh, yes, staffs, staffs, staffs of many kinds. Our local craftsmen have been working hard on some new staffs. Any of them were made out of steel or anything like that? <laughs> a steel staff? Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid I don't have any like that here. They're all wooden. All right, I'll take a wooden quarter staff then. Okay. He goes over and he opens up. He kind of pulls a... There's like slots in the wall, and he pulls kind of a drawer out vertically out of the wall, and there's just staffs hanging on it. And they're all... They have different designs on the, on the head. Some of them have a more natural look. Some of them are more ornate. Some of them are very nicely carved. Some of them are, are lighter and darker colored wood. You have your selection. Uh, take one that's more just a plain... Just a very plain-looking plain staff. Yeah. Going with the plain one, eh? Yeah, I uh, I usually like doing uh, my own carving. On the oh, staff. I see, I see. Um, this one is... It looks like somebody just found a just like perfectly sized branch that had maybe <laughs> freshly fallen, and it's seasoned properly. You can tell it's a really hard type of wood. And it just kind of tapers up, and at the top there's just kind of a round knob on the top where the wood is kind of twisted over itself. It's my shillelagh. <laughs> and it's just, it's been sanded down. It's very smooth, very nice. All right. Yeah, I'll take that one. Very well. Anything else for you, gentlemen? I believe I am good. All right. I believe this will be goodbye for a good while. Oh, really? We are being sent off to the mainland. Oh, I see. Well, enjoy your time, and you will be missed here. But I'll be here when you get back. Turn to the guard. Okay, you may take us to where we are going. He nods. Right, bye, Jeeves. See you later. As we walk 
do you have a way of uh, investigating this and finding out what it does? I probably can, but I also I had an idea for that, actually. If uh, at some point in the future, let me uh, take a look at it. Of course. Also, um, if you're interested in this, and I pull out the Gladius, and I'll hand yeah. it to you. What was special about it? What It, it was a gives D. you resistance to fire, and it gives you resistance to radiant damage. Okay. It's, uh... The Gladius does? Yeah. You have to be wielding it, though, right? Yes. I have this rapier from, uh... A cane rapier still from Sid Arthur. Or did he take it back? He might have taken it back. He gave it back to him. I gave it back to him. Yeah, he asked for it, I think, in the sewer. Yes, he did. So he died with it. It's probably crushed. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have the Gladius now? Do you do not wish to use? I don't need it. Huh? I can't. Really, I'm not really good with that uh, sort of thing. I definitely can make use of it if I if need be. I much prefer trying to stay away and shoot at a distance, though, but... Uh, well, just thinking of if you have to use it. I will take it. Thank you. Okay. Proud owner of the Bronze Gladius by Tiger Skull RPG. Awesome. <laughs> okay, um, at this point, you've kind of been keeping a distance from the guard and walking, and he just kind of turns and stands at attention, and he jabs his staff into the ground, and uh, he kind of sticks his hand out, uh, gesturing you toward a a all black carriage, one single black horse, and there's a single man driving up at, at the top. He has a top hat on. He doesn't look even look your way. He's just sitting there, waiting for you to climb aboard. After you, Aye. I'll climb on board. I will climb up and just kind of look back at the house that I've lived at for most of my life since being found, and let us go. Duck in, shut the door. As soon as you get the door shut, you hear the snap of the reins, and you take off very fast. And you can't tell quite where you're going. You're kind of swerving in and out, different streets. Um, and then you notice that it slightly opens up, and you can tell you're just outside of River's Inn, and now you're you're kind of ascending up kind of onto the hill outside of town. And then as soon as you kind of get to the top, you start drifting off, and you... you Notice that you're on a path that you've not ever really noticed before. And you're headed back down uh, towards the water, towards the ocean this time. And uh, you see a, a lone dock. It looks like it doesn't even hardly ever get used. looks like it might be slightly broken down. And the carriage starts to slow down and pulls up on, on the sandy terrain of the beach and stops. And the... Here you are. I suppose we are getting on the boat? I ask the driver. He just nods. Thank you don't you see right. a boat at this point. Oh. Well, uh, I suppose we're waiting? I suppose so. I'll toss him a gold. Thank you for the drive. It was very expedient. He catches it, puts it in his pocket, snaps the reins and drives away. <sighs> and we wait. Uh, we'll make, I'll make up my way to the dock. Well, okay. As you approach the dock, um, suddenly from out in front of the dock, you see something begin to rise up out of the water. 
and it's just there's some bubbles and it's just very quietly rising up in front of the dock. What do you want to do? <laughs> I'll pull out my new bow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of back. Pull out a, a fireball into my hand. Just like hold it there. And as it continues to rise, suddenly you realize that this is this is a boat, but not like any boat you've ever seen. And it crests above the water and then all of a sudden just all at once just kind of like when you when you push something buoyant down in the water and it just pops up that's what this does it just kind of shoots up out of the water and sets down and you see a uh a man dressed very very nicely he's just a very average very plain looking guy mustache um he's wearing sort of like a top hat much like the driver that you just had was wearing and kind of like a uh split tail uh coat and tuxedo guy huh? yeah he's dressed <laughs> to the nines right this way of uh, of course this is an interesting um boat that you have <laughs> yes it is how how did you make it come up from the water i've only seen boats go down in the water it uh I don't know how it happens. It just does. Uh, it, uh, I don't build it. I just drive it. Get in. Of course, of course. Uh, is it of a magical or is it of a mechanical nature? Get in the boat. Right. <laughs> I'm climbing up. <laughs> okay. uh, you are? I am Mr. Yule. Mr. Yule. And do you have a name for this ship? Uh, they call these um, the Manta. So it doesn't have a particular name. Every ship should have a name, Captain. It's not a ship. It's 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 fairly small. Okay. It's like a. So it's like a small. Kind of like a speedboat, oh. but I mean, it, it looks it's 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 made of straight uh, out of Captain America one, huh? Y- yeah, you. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could say that. How do you spell Yule? Just Y U L E. Yeah. So is it like a submersible? Basically, like a small mini-sub? It was submerged. Yeah. Is it covered up, or is, or does it, like... No, it's like... It's opened? It's metal. The front of it is kind of shaped like a bullet. Okay. And then it just kind of opens up back, and it just kind of slims its way down to the water, almost like a bass boat or like a, mm-hmm. like a speedboat would do. But it's just, it's almost just like a, a, a raft with a bullet nose. And he's standing at the helm, and there's like a steering contraption, so, like you would see. But there's nothing it. enclosing it. No, not okay. at this point. Okay. Climb. Ready, gentlemen? Yes. You see, at this point, you see him go back, and he kind of opens up the, the deck of the boat back towards the rear end. And he uh, pulls like a long rope. And you hear kind of mechanisms start turning and things happening and then it's just kind of sitting there idling like a motor whether you've ever seen a motor before I don't know I, I believe that answers your question perhaps mechanical nature yes it sounds like you when you're snowing <laughs> he shuts the not that you sleep <laughs> he shuts the the deck of the boat and goes back up to the helm and uh, all, s- slowly you just start gaining speed and you start gaining a lot of speed. 
and gaining more speed. You've never been this fast on the water at this point. It's almost like like if you're riding a horse very fast, but you're in the water. This beats the canoes! <laughs> <laughs> and there's kind of water spraying over the sides, and, and uh, Mr. Yule is just at the helm. He's got a little bit of a smile on his face, and you're just heading toward the moon, which is now coming up over the horizon. And you begin heading from, as you can see on the map there where River's End is, you're heading out towards the Coldwater Cross, towards Attenborough's. How long is this ride? Not long. A few hours. If we don't encounter any trouble. Perhaps you could look at my, uh... Your bow. My bow. Alright, um... So, quick question. Out of game. Okay. At this point, are we already leveled up and everything, or is that coming? What do you need to do? Well, if I was going to work on his bow, I would need to be like leveled up and all that stuff. I was just wondering about the what the enchantment was. I don't think I have anything for that. Oh, right do you not? Now, I, unless we're taking a, technically a long rest, I could rearrange some of my spells and probably get like a spell like that. We're not that far. Yeah, I mean, you ha- it hasn't rest. been that long to be a long rest yet. Okay. okay. So you don't have anything you can do at this not moment. Then I w- not even if you level up. I will take 15 minutes, though, and just kind of, like, pour over every inch of it, like, looking at it, holding it, uh, okay. just seeing what it feels are you, like. Are you, like, attuning to it? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can tell that it's chaotic, Ooh. the magic that is within. But... I like my bows not to be chaotic. I want them to shoot true. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's a very well-built bow. But it doesn't doesn't really look like there's anything special about it. You can just feel a power in there that is pretty... It's not like anything you felt before. Okay. What? Nothing. I, I just had it. I, I literally did all that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I might uh, change it or something before we level up. Um... Is there anything else you'd like to do on this journey? Um. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to. Uh, I know it has to be at the end of a long rest. So no, I'm not going to do anything. Do you? Would you like to take a long rest? Is the trip going to be that long? No, I don't think it is. Wow, this thing's moving. When uh, we get to go underwater. Only experienced riders can go underwater. It comes as some relief to me. <laughs> and uh, it's at some point during the night, the moon is now high and starts to go even back the other direction. And before you know it, the sun begins coming up a little bit. And you start seeing land in the distance. And it's approaching fairly quickly now at this point. Um, normally when you see land it would be hours and hours and hours but you're approaching it rather quickly and um, I would say that you left probably 10 at night or something ish um, so I guess if you wanted a long rest you could you could get a long rest okay um, if if we're going to do that I'm going to uh, take out my 
tools, my uh, tinkering tools. Okay. And I'm going to infuse my shield and my armor with two different infusions. Uh, okay. If you hadn't got that bow, I would have infused it too. Is this, a level, is this a leveled up thing or not a leveled up thing? Uh, no, no, not these two. These two would not be. But uh, Okay. Do what you're doing. I wonder... You can't put another enchantment on something that's already enchanted. That would be his. Ask him. Put an enchantment on something that's already enchanted? I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't I don't know how the infusions... I don't think that's the way they work. Because it... Yeah, because I think what happens is, is whatever that's on it ceases to work, and then the new infusion takes over. I mean, I would think that that would be how it would work. I don't know why it wouldn't. Makes sense. Yeah, it says. What was you gonna do, Tyrell? What was you gonna do? What was I gonna do? Yeah. I was gonna infuse it with a repeating shot, which is an infusion. What's that do? It basically, um, you never have to have any ammunition for your bow, and it becomes a plus one bow. Okay. And when you go to pull the string back, an arrow just magically appears where, like, you know, when you're about to fire it, and when it mm-hmm. fires, whether it hits or misses, it disappears whenever it hits or misses. So it, like, leaves no trace of the arrow actually hitting. Super cool. So are you doing anything or not, Tyrell? <sighs> He's doing his stuff on his stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do my stuff. Okay, go ahead. What are you doing? Okay, so I'm going to put, um, repulsion shield on my shield, and I'm going to put, uh, enhanced defense on my, she- my armor. So. Okay. Uh, What's that going to give you? I think that makes my AC, if I recall correctly, 22. Gosh. Because, okay, so you got a shield that's plus two. Yeah. Then you put a plus one because of the repulsion shield. Yeah. Uh, My armor class is already 17. Me being a warforce gives me a plus one to my AC, so that's 18 plus three. 21. 21. Then putting enhanced defense on my armor adds another plus one to my AC. Well played, Toro. Well played. Do that to my armor. Because <laughs> okay. I have a 16. Um, okay, I said I said the sun was starting coming up. Sun is not coming up yet. This is this ride has taken about six hours. Um, but just for the sake of everything, I'm going to say that you could do what you did. Okay. Even though longer is supposed to be eight hours, right? Um, okay, at this point you see land coming. Moon. The moon is still quite a bit up in the sky. Um, you probably didn't. You probably actually left it like eight or nine o'clock. Um, so you can tell it's very early in the morning, very late in the wee hours. Um, but you can see land coming with the with the moonlight, and you're coming in pretty fast. And go ahead, Tara. I was just gonna say. I just point out the staff that I lost in the bank. Yeah, is no longer enchanted. It's just a normal, just everyday. Okay. Quarterstaff. That'll be all right. Metal quarterstaff. So whoever finds that does not have an enchanted staff. Okay. Um, and then you start making out kind of another dock, but you don't see anything else nearby. It's just a beach, a dock, and um, neither one of you have ever been here before. This is no place that Marquis has ever sent you. You've heard weird things about this island off kind of the coast of the main part of the aisle there strange they people say that there, there's some people that have made supply runs and stuff here that say the people are kind of weird they keep to themselves nobody's very social um 
and so you're kind of already getting a weird vibe you know it's going to be weird here and you just see and once again another just lone dock sitting off in the distance and you ride up and uh yule mr yule parks kind of out in front of the dock like he did before when he picked you up well here's our stop that was excellent navigating thank you anytime i'm sure i'll see you again what are your names again Rafa. Rafa Matsil. Mr. Matsil. And I'm Seeker. Just Seeker. Just Seeker. It's nice to meet you, Mr. Seeker. As I said, I'm Mr. Yule. I'm a driver. You work for Blackwater? Yes, I do. And then he holds up... He holds up two fingers like this in his thumb, below his eye like this. Holds it up, looks at you both, and then you see the boat start to sink again and goes down below the water and you just watch him go down with it till he disappears very interesting then you hear the neigh of a horse turn around you see another carriage very exactly like the one that you already rode on in River's End another driver that looks very similar to the guy that was driving in River's End looks similar to Mr. Yule and he's just sitting there looking straight ahead Single horse, all black carriage. This is all an illusion. <laughs> yeah. I believe this is for us. After you. All right. I'll hop in. Okay. Yeah, the carriage once again takes off very quickly. Um, you ride for quite a while, winding through some trails. The 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 terrain here is is pretty sandy, coastal. But you can see kind of, it's, it's still dark, but you can see in the distance kind of jungly looking trees. Um, tropical, much like it is in River's End. And you start heading kind of deeper into some deeper foliage, deeper forest, um, as the sun just begins to start to rise. Um, and then you notice you're kind of picking up speed, even though the terrain is, seems like it's getting worse. The turns are getting tighter. Um, you're kind of getting slung around. It's tough to hang on. It's tough to tell where you're going. Um, and then you notice, um, as it's getting light enough now that you're going towards this very large rock face kind of sticking up in the distance. And as you get closer and closer, you're still slightly gaining speed. You're not slowing down. You see this road is heading towards this rock and you get closer and closer and closer to this rock. You're not slowing down until eventually you realize you're about to hit this rock. Driver, what are we doing? He doesn't say anything. He snaps the reins, speeding up even more, <laughs> slings you back into your seat. And just as you make contact with this rock, nothing happens. You're expecting a crash, no crash. You look around, and you've now opened up into a humongous valley. Wakanda! <laughs> yeah, very similar. Um... Opens up into a big valley, and the sun is beginning to come up now, and you're just kind of, he's slowed the horses down, or the horse down, and you're coming along the top of a ridge, and you look down, and you can just see, you see a city, you can see smoke coming from chimneys, you can see a few people scattered moving around, a couple lanterns are still lit, it's still early, and in the middle of this huge city, all the, there's all these brick and, and wood buildings, stone buildings, 
there is this humongous tower in the center of this town that is reflecting the morning sun. It looks as if if you took just like a pillar and you twisted it with your hands, it just kind of spirals upwards, humongous. It's made out of some type of black stone that has just been polished into a mirrored finish. And um, it just looks completely out of place. It looks almost surreal as you're kind of coming down this mountainside into this town. Humongous black tower. And you hear the driver say, Welcome to Attenhaven. And you kind of start coming down this hill into this city towards this large building. Um, the sun is fully in the sky now as you come into town. And pe- there's people doing... What makes this building look even more out of place is that there's people surrounding this building all just doing normal, everyday stuff. You see dogs and kids, uh, other animals... People out buying things in the marketplace. You just kind of cruise all the way through town. And this carriage that you're in is also completely out of place. There's a bunch of old carts being pulled by donkeys and things like that. And here you guys are in your black carriage with your black horse, your steed, just cruising through town. This guy is way overdressed for the situation with his top hat and his suit on. And you're coming through town and people are kind of waving to the driver and he's waving back and there's some kids kind of running along beside the carriage and he he flips some candy towards them and there's just all this stuff going on. It's a lot to take in. And Friendly community you have here. Oh yes, very friendly. And you continue on and you see you're going towards this big black tower and there's kind of a there's like a wrought iron gate surrounding the whole thing. Um, not far from the base of the tower, 20, 30 feet out, there's just kind of a large gate. And you see a couple, what you assume are guards. They don't look like any guards you've ever seen in, in River's End. They're dressed almost casually. They look just kind of nice, wearing kind of like black and gold, um, accented, light, lighter armor. Uh, they have on hats instead of like helmets. Um, they have um, the the swords that they're carrying. They have them kind of stuck in the ground in front of them. They look almost like toys. Like you might not even want to fight with them. Really, is what they look like. And they kind of reach over and open the gate as y'all are coming in, and you see this um, stubby human man coming towards you. And he's kind of round. And he, you can hear him saying something to the driver, and uh, he kind of knocks on the on the door, and the driver says, "Time to go." Open it up. Aha! Yes, you must be Marquis men. Yeah. I'm Mr. Tolliver. He reach out, reaches out to shake your hand, Rafa. Shake it. He he grabs it with both hands, shakes very hard. Rafa. Rafa Motsil, is it? Yes. Mr. Motsil, yes, and you must be Mr. Seeker. Yeah, they call me Seeker, yeah. He shakes your hand, too, but doesn't budget very far because it's all metal and bound up and you're really strong. <laughs> and and uh, he says, um, yeah, as I said, I'm Mr. Tolliver. Uh, I've been tasked with uh, showing you around uh, the perimeter here today. So uh, we're going to go inside the building here and uh, I'm going to show you where you're going to be staying and uh, let you meet some of the folks. 
we will follow. All right. And he kind of waves to the driver, and the driver takes back off outside of the gate. And uh, so, as you can see here, we got kind of a new building. You can see some scaffolding at this point kind of going up around the building. And we're still working on it, still polishing it. What do you think of the place? Extravagant. Oh, yes, we love extravagant around here. This is our new branch here on the aisle. We're very excited about it. Um, we're excited to be uh, getting some new business around this area. Like the weather here. Like the weather here, myself. Some people say it's too hot. I don't know. I came from uh, came from an area that got some pretty cold winters. And pretty, I'm liking it around here, the tropical weather. Been here all year. Weather, very close to the same all year. Very little, very little change. What about up the river, up the river's end? How's, how, how's the weather up there? It is tolerable. Tolerable, yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear a lot of people say. And he gets to the door at this point, and he, he reaches up. He can barely reach it. There's this huge knocker, and he, he bangs on it, and the doors open up. You see a couple more guards standing inside opening the door. And, uh, well, I hope you're impressed. You come inside, and you just see marble floors, all kind of dark, darker, neutral colors, gold accents. And uh, you see a long staircase going up kind of either side in front of you and you're kind of heading toward the stairs and he's like oh no we're not taking the stairs not taking the stairs and he goes over he's like we've got a meeting with uh lady vandreth today so uh we're gonna take the elevator and you go over kind dangerous of dangerous things elevators very oh, not this one not this one and now at this point you notice that in the middle there's there's kind of a <laughs> there's a fountain uh in the center and he comes up and he uh, steps on a button on the floor and the fountain kind of opens up and there, uh, uh, like a platform sits in the middle. He's like, hop on the platform. I will hop on. Okay. Seeker getting on? Yeah. Uh, this guy looks pretty heavy. I don't know if it'll take us up. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Seeker. Mr. Seeker, just kidding. And at this point, it just begins to rise. There's no rails or anything. You're just kind of floating up into the sky. Trust me. All the weight's from my armor. I'm pretty uh, lightweight. Really? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to fight you. What position do you hold here, Mr. Tolliver? Oh, I do a bit of this, a bit of that. I used to be an old general back in my army days. Uh, but nowadays, I'm just more of a... Uh, I do this a lot. Show people around. Kind of a, uh, a uh, relations guy. HR. What We are new members of the Blackwater organization. Can you tell us what exactly you do? Oh, wow. Where do we begin? Uh, it's a tight-knit community around here. Uh, very loyal people. Um, some people would question the uh, morality of what we do here. Uh, we don't see it that way. Um, there are certain people that deserve to be stolen from. There are certain people that deserve to die. There are certain people that uh, deserve... Great things. Um, so people would question that when we rob a rich executive of some prized possession. If he got that in some way that is not uh, not tolerable or legal, or if he has uh, some questionable methods, we don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to take that as well. Um, but we have a strict code of conduct. You'll learn that as you go. Uh, the code of the Blackwater. Uh, we don't like to deviate from that code. 
There are things that we don't do. There are things that we always do. There are things that we must do. Uh, but all in all, greater organization to work for. Uh, you may be doing something as simple as helping some people of the town here in the Atten boroughs. Uh, they've allowed us to construct this tower here um, in order uh, with the exchange of keeping them safe. We figured out ways to uh, cloak our location, as you probably saw coming in. Um, we are very proud of our technological advancements here at Blackwater. That's really what this is about. Um, we have a lot of access to things that others don't have. We have way we have very smart people doing very sophisticated jobs, and uh, that's what we really pride ourselves in: advancing technology. That's why we have taken an interest in Mr. Seeker here. We've seen things similar, never seen anything quite like him. A I mixture am. of flesh and metal. He pats you on the shoulder. I'm he can't reach that eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in finding out exactly where I came from. Well, we have people here that might be able to help you with that. Um, oh, here's our stop. And you've gone up several floors. Seeker, I decided to stop here because I think you'll be interested in this this location. And you step off of, of this elevator. Kind of a, a platform kind of comes out to you. And you walk off onto this little bridge and uh, onto this floor. He pushes open kind of some double doors. And you step into like a huge laboratory. There's all kinds of things that you would be interested in. Scientific experiments here and there. You actually see a couple people that look similar to you. There's our version of the Metal Man. Not quite as sophisticated, though. And you see him kind of knocking some things over and just, like, not being quite as coordinated as you. They don't think for themselves well, Mr. Seeker. And you see some other people uh, dressed in all kind of the same robes. Uh, some are working on mechanical things, things you've never seen before in your life. There's some that are looking through a, a giant telescope that looks up through the top of this building and uh, writing some notes, doing things like that. Um, there's other people that are putting different formulas together, concocting different things in jars, and everybody seems really invested in what they're doing, pretty happy to be there. We're working on a steam engine. I believe you uh, rode in on one of those on the way here. Very small scale steam engine. It's an um, interesting creation. Yeah. It's been through many revisions. Uh, it's still not ready for uh, taxing use. The best thing we've seen to use it on is boats. Uh, but as you can see, it's a very... Much better than a sailboat or a boat that you have to paddle. It's very fast. Yeah. We hope to make it faster. So your, um, your version of these um, automatons, are they um, magical or mechanical? I believe it's a, a combination of both, to tell you the truth. Uh, Interesting. Do they look like the thing that we fought in the bank? Yeah. Similar. Some of them do. Uh, they have more like human-like facial features. The one you fought in the bank had like a huge like head that would open mm -hmm. to shoot lasers or whatever out of. Uh, but yeah, 
but these almost look a, a little bit more like friendly. They don't look like they're trying to. Reminds me more like a, the Assaultron from Fallout, where they split open the laser. Thing. Yeah, that was like what was in the bank vault. These have almost like facial features, although their their face doesn't change. It's just kind of like it looks like it's supposed to be a human face. But yeah, we have a lot of really smart scientists uh, trying to fuse the mechanical and the magical, and uh, we're making some pretty great leaps in that. Uh, this is all top secret, by the way. I'm probably not even supposed to be showing you a lot of this stuff. I just I get real excited about it. So, seeker, this area is somewhere you can come anytime. Uh, all our tools are free to use. You can work on whatever you would like here. All right, thank you. Do you have any alchemy? Uh, labs. Oh yeah, just right around the corner over here, and you you see some more people kind of working with some potions and things. You like alchemy? I have dabbled in this and that. This would be a great place for you. It's a good place place to learn, place to grow. That's our motto. Not really. Just came up with that right now. Let's go this way. <laughs> he takes you back out the double doors, and you get on the elevator. Um, all right, I'll take you to your. Uh, to your barracks now before we go uh, meet the lady. I think she's been in a meeting all morning. And uh, takes you up a couple more floors and you come up and and this this floor like curves all the way around the entire outside of the building. You just see door after door after door. Y'all care to share a room? Just fine. They're yeah. plenty, plenty big enough for two. He goes and he takes you to room uh, 68. This one is recently available. Had a couple guys not make it back in the line of duty. I'm just kidding. No, this one. It's never been filled. It's vacant. It's fresh. Brand new. What in the world? Yeah, the building, uh, it's not been uh, filled to capacity yet because, you know, we haven't been here that long. And he opens up the door and you just see two two full-sized beds and uh, uh, two dressers. Everything is very, like, properly arranged, like a really nice kind of hotel room, but it's also really plain. Uh, you can decorate it however you see fit. Uh, got a uh, washroom in here. He kind of motions through the door. Um, and we have people come around, clean this place up for you. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. It's your place to stay. Do with, do with it what you want. Room 68. And he hands you both keys that are sitting on the, on the dresser. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, shall we go meet the lady then? Please. You go back on the elevator, and this time you're going a little bit faster, and you go all the way up to the very tippy top and out. And the, at the very top of, uh, well, there was a, there's a huge window at the top of the building where they were shooting their telescope through. And uh, you get off at the side, and you can just see the, the morning sky up above you. It's very nice, very beautiful in here. And there's a lot of plant life up on this floor, kind of surrounding the outside, along the rails, on the walkway around. And uh, you just see a uh, single door as you get off. And uh, this is Lady Vandreth's chambers here. This is her office. If you ever need to see her, uh, you want to contact her first. You can't just get in here anytime, but she's expecting us. So he gives a couple knocks on the door. You notice there's a guard standing nearby. They kind of nod to each other. He makes some joke toward him, pats him on the shoulder, and you go inside. <clears throat> and uh, says, follow my lead. He goes in, and uh, as soon as he steps through the door, he, 
He just bows his head down. He says, Lady Vandreth. And he, he looks back up, and you see a uh, very clean, very nice-looking woman sitting behind a desk, and she stands up, and she nods back at him in the same way. And then they do this symbol that you saw the driver do of the was of the boat yeah of the boat where he puts two fingers below his eye and thumb over around the corner and they motion that to each other i have the the newbies here and you kind of come through the door ah yes from river's end right yes man yes lord marquis man we have been awaiting your arrival very happy to see you what do you think of the place so far it's very extravagant. Exquisite. We like that. We like the technological advances to be showcased in our building here. Um, I assume Mr. Tolliver has shown you around. Extensively, yes. Um, she comes walking over. Seems almost as if she's just floating on air and she reaches out and uh, shakes your hand first. Mr. Matsil, very nice to meet you. You must be Mr. Seeker. Yes. I've heard of many great things. We've had our eye on you for quite a while, as Marquis just had to see if he could trust you fully. You're going to see and do things here that you would never imagine. Personal growth. Growth in whatever studies that you appreciate most. We don't want to just take take in the best of the best and not ever give them an opportunity to better themselves in whatever ways they see fit. But if you don't mind, we have a mission at hand that I think would be very good for two newcomers like yourself. And of course, you would not be going on your own. We have one of our top operatives that would be assisting you in this matter. He will be able to show you around. We will be going down into a conference room shortly to meet him. Of course, ma'am. So you're up for the challenge? I don't know if you're tired or... You'd be able to get the day's rest. We rested on the boat. Ah, yes. What did you think of our boats? Very fast. Very interesting, the way they're built. We're proud of them as well. The steam engine. Yeah, I was telling them all about it, ma'am. Well, without further further ado, let's go down to the conference room. You go back out onto the elevator and go down a few floors. And this one is, the, the inside wall is just all windows. And you can see a man kind of sitting inside at the table and describe what they see as they come into this room. Mr. Armstrong. New player! <laughs> you see a man that's maybe slightly past his prime, a little overweight, has has a keg of a belly, but still quite powerful. Um, probably mid-40s in age, appearance-wise, um, and has in his hand a large tankard of you don't know exactly what, <laughs> but it is definitely a large tankard. He's in the middle of a story when you come in. And you hear just the middle of this story. And then the princess, she, well, 
it was, it was close. Because her brother was at the door, yelling through the door, How dare you! And I was trying to explain that nothing had happened. We were simply enjoying a nice drink. But I had to go out the window anyway. Another riveting story, I see. Ho, ho, hello, hello. Didn't see y'all there. How, uh, who, who are these people? Newcomers. Greetings. Hello. Mr. Matsil, Mr. Seeker, Mr. Voidrest. Are these the two that we are getting from, from, no, that, that other place somewhere? Yes, from River's End, Lord Marquis. Oh, yeah. One of our best. I think I slept through that conference. Probably so. As you can see, Mr. Voidrest, he, uh, he has interesting techniques, but he is a very good, very good operative indeed. Mr. Uh, Masil, was it? You may call me Rafa. We, we'll stick with Mr. Masil. And, uh, Mr. Matsil. Mr. Seeker, yeah. you're, uh, <clears throat> interesting looking. So, uh, where are you from? Well, that's kind of hard to explain. I don't even know myself. Hmm. Sounds like a good story. Tell me later. Over a drink. If I could. Now, if we may get past the formalities, there's a job at hand. Please, gentlemen. Please sit. <laughs> we have intel that... First, let me go back. Let me tell the story. If you don't already know Mr. Matsil, Mr. Seeker, there is a very rare mineral that is mined only out of the Stonewater Cove, the mines there. It's called the Mizadite. Have you heard of this? I'm afraid not, no. Uh, make history checks. It's a 17. 18. So I guess I might have. Rolled a 2. I slept through that conference too. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what did you say, Rafa? 18. 18? What did you say, Seeker? Uh, 17. Okay. Um, what was it called? Mizadite. M-I-Z-A-D-I-T-E. Um... You have heard this in passing, um, but you don't know anything about it. You've just heard about some rare mineral. Um, they began mining there, looking for gold, I assume. They came across a rare min mineral called my this mycidite. Um It is a beautiful crystal, um, red to purple in color. Um, there are many untold properties inside this gem and first they were um, mining it in very small quantities um, it is only found in very specific areas and very specific conditions um, and it's usually very small crystals um, but they were able to find a massive version of this crystal and when being studied it is rumored that there is a great power within these larger crystals. And we have taken small batches of these small versions of the crystals, and we've tried to 
um, combine them to make a more powerful version. There is power there, some type of power. We've been unable to harness it. We've been unable to study it exactly to see what it is capable of. But some of our best scientists assume that there is an untapped power in this mysidite mineral that um, could possibly lead to some very um, profound breakthroughs in the scientific field. Um, but it is not easy to come across this crystal. Um, the miners there, um, they tend to take them into the surrounding villages and uh, sell them for what they're worth, which is a pretty penny, um, but not um, for the power. Not many people know of this, this possible energy inside of these uh, crystals. Um, but we do happen to know that a very large mycetite crystal was mined not but a couple months ago. It was taken um, to a museum, um, which is just across um, the harbor from us here on the south side in Cape Wood, the Museum of Cape Wood. Um, a scientist was mining there, um, and he came across the large crystal. He thought it best, um, I guess because he did not need the coin, because I'm sure this thing would be worth a hefty amount of coin. Um, he took this large crystal to the museum, said it was worth more as a piece to bring people to the museum, um, as an intellectual piece uh, for people to come and study, and it's often been, um, it has been investigated deeply by um, some scientists, but not our scientists. Um, we think that the technological advances that are untapped here, possibly, um, are worth more than a showpiece in a museum. So, you want us to go steal it? Is that what we're talking about? Not exactly. Our intel shows us that a group of thieves, known as the Greenbloods, are already coming to try to steal this crystal. We have been in front of them. They've been all but a nuisance to us in uh, some previous heists. They seem to show up where we are, they seem to screw up what we are trying to do days before, um, and this is our chance to deal with them and get the crystal from them. We're going to let them steal it for us. I see. Interesting. They are lucky thieves. They are not precise. They are not calculated. They're a ragtag bunch of hooligans with a fearless and charismatic leader that seems to think she can do whatever she wants. We're going to shut this down tonight at the Museum of Cape Wood. Retrieve the crystal. It all means necessary. And please dispose of this nuisance band of thieves. We're better off without them. And so would everyone else be. My lady, did you say tonight? Tonight, yes. Oh, man. Am I messing up your plans? I'll just have to cancel. She'll understand. It's fine. Well, there is something that I would like to do. If you don't mind. Yes, Mr. Seeker. Um, out of the game. Um, could I switch 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to go to their laboratory yes. and mess with stuff, yes. yeah, you're going to have time to do that. Okay. okay. What is it, Mr. Seeker? Would you mind, before we uh, head out on this uh, journey to go there, if I tweaked around with some of my stuff, some of my um, weaponry and whatnot? Uh, yes, absolutely. You have until uh, about sundown. Uh, well, possibly a bit past. Um, we will be sending you... It's early, right? Yeah, it's still early morning. You have the day till late this evening. Um, we will be attempting to stake the place out. Um, they will be leaving a massive trail of wreckage. I'm sure wherever they go, you should be able to find them pretty easily. But yes, you have the day to do whatever you need to do. All right, thank you. I, uh, I had an idea of, uh, well, actually, thanks to the automaton we bought in the bank actually gave me this idea for, um, a suit of armor. So, I think we're going to head upstairs here. Aren't you already a suit of armor? Well, it'll be a suit of armor inside of a suit of armor. Seems a bit repetitive. I think it will go down nicely here. They will love that. We do. Everything needs more armor. Always. <laughs> we have a suit of armor that we have put another suit of armor on. It's quite interesting. You should take a look at it before you leave. It's quite heavy also. <laughs> I tried. Anyway, um... I didn't realize we were still with them when I said that. Sorry. Is the objective clear? Take out a bunch of hooligans. Energy and retrieve the crystal. At all costs. At all costs. Um, we are very precise. We never mess up anything. <laughs> that is what I hear. I also, if I if I overheard correctly, you are the ones that... Uh, you, you managed to uh, take down our automaton. Our sentinel, if you will. Quite easily. It was barely an inconvenience. Really? Um, at some point we may interview you to take some notes on how we can beef those up in the, in the future. I might actually have some ideas myself. It's one of our proudest inventions, but Seeker, yes, Mr. Seeker, we were hoping that maybe you could help us get even further. All right, I'm, uh, I'm going to head upstairs then. Go right ahead. Just meet um, Mr. Tolliver in the lobby um, this evening. Will do. Okay. I'm going to head up there to the laboratory. Okay. Void rest, what are you doing? I am going to go find Mr. Actually, I'm not in character. I'm going to go find uh, Tolliver. Okay. Because I need to... I've still got just the standard... Uh, longsword and chainmail. Oh yeah. I'd like to get something a little bit better than what it gives me at the beginning. Okay. So I'm going to go requisition. Okay, he's still in the room. Oh, okay. Mr. Tolliver, I need to requisition a new sword. I uh left mine somewhere. Again. Again. And my armor. If you weren't such a good operative. And my clothes. I'd kill you myself. 
well, you know, thing, things happen. I mean, you know, they're out of my control. Say no more. Uh, either one of you boys want to go to the armory? I will tag along. Mr. Motsil is headed to the armory with me and Mr. Voidrest. What about you, Mr. Seeker? You I'm headed go. to the laboratory. Yes, I'm going to work on something there. Indeed. And I will. Okay. You take the elevator down, head in the laboratory. Okay. What would you like to do? Okay. So, what kind of machinery in here would be able to produce, say, plate armor? Okay, you are able to wear armor, right? I am now, especially. <laughs> okay, what is your AZ about to go to? 23. Oh my gosh. Um, you see, okay, there is a... Are you needing to modify yourself to accept pl- armor, or do you are you wanting to create armor? I'm wanting to create armor out of like some kind of smithy or whatever kind of weird technological thing they have in here okay some kind of um crazy forge thing as you come into this laboratory you you look around and you don't you don't think you see what you're looking for and then you kind of hear the clang of a hammer and you go kind of into a back room and it's a little bit darker back there but you see like a forge and you see a kind of a bulging uh dwarven man working the forge and he's hammering on something and he kind of turns and sees you come in Oh, new blood. Yeah. Um, I was interested in, uh, say if I could get uh, either forging myself a, some plate armor, or maybe perhaps purchasing it. You ever work a forge before? I can figure it out pretty quick. By all means, take my spot. He kind of steps aside and he hands you a couple tools, really nice tools, and you just kind of see some racks of different types of metals and uh, any tool you could possibly imagine. All supervise. All right. Take your time. I know how to work this forge better than anyone. I'm. Uh... Well, I suppose I need um, some steel. Plates first to start off with this armor. Right up on the rack there. It's just regular steel is all this is. It's not. I guess basically what I'm trying to do is just basically start shaping it out and creating yeah. it. Okay. Um, let's make a forge check. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, what you would my probably my smithing tools since I'm proficient with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Add your yeah. Profi- you are. Proficient. And actually, I get to double my proficiency because I have that. Uh, uh, Something enchanted? No, it's, it's my part of my class. Okay. Tools of the trade. You gain proficiency. Well, hold on. That's the wrong thing. All right, while you're looking at that, in the armory, Mr. Tolliver is taking you to the armory. We have a state-of-the-art armory. Any weapon you could possibly need. Maybe not enchanted, but we do have enchanters around. If you know where to look, I know where to look. Let's go in the armory. He takes you in, and it's just this... It's a big room, wall-to-wall weapons. Everything is very clean, immaculate. Just a beautiful armory, lit up with some... 17. 
17, okay. Are you looking for any weapons, or...? Um, I would like to speak to one of your enchanters and see if they could tell me what is on this, actually. Ah, the enchanters, yeah. We'll go, uh... We'll go find the enchanters shortly. What about you, Voidrest? Well, I mean, I need another suit of plate mail. Don't know what happened to the last. It just, uh... I left it somewhere. Um, Did you put it on the suit of armor? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. You know where it is. Go get it. And do we have any better swords yet? What are you looking for? A long sword? Yes, you know I use a long sword. We have the same type of long swords we had last time. <sighs> I keep putting in for us to get better long swords. Well, slightly you, longer ones, perhaps. If you would quit leaving them everywhere, maybe we could afford some new ones. Again, that is not my fault. I didn't know that it. Never mind. Take a long sword. We'll look at maybe getting an enchantment on it. Take a long sword and plate mail. Okay. And I will go with him to the uh, enchanters. Okay. All right. Got to go down a couple floors. He takes you back down. Go. You go down a couple floors, and uh, he opens up some doors, and there's some weird people kind of walking around in some different robes you see some things floating different items doing all kinds of strange things in this area and everybody's very happy to see people come in oh hey what what can we what can we do for you i was hoping to have this identified ah should be easy enough a guy comes strolling up really skinny shaved head eye makeup earrings all kinds of piercings. He's wearing like a like a silkish robe that's like opened way too deep down and it's like flowing around the, the, the bottom and around his uh, his wrists. It's just ballooning out and flowing. He takes the, the bow and he goes over to some type of table and lays it down and he starts waving his arms around it in a weird way. I hate coming down here. <laughs> I can see why. I don't have to do this. I just like to. He, <laughs> he's waving his That's arms. Why. He picks it up, uh, and you you see him stick an arrow in it. He pulls it back, aims it at somebody. They duck out of the way, and then he lets it down. Hmm. Strange. He brings it back over, and he like presents it and bows his head as he as he hands it to you. This is a nice weapon. Very nice weapon. Um. It has a variety of effects, as a matter of fact. Um, I've never seen one quite like this. Where did you find it? It was given to me back at my home. I see. No idea where he got it. I'm afraid not. I've heard of things like this, never seen one. Um, I can just tell you, it'll do more than regular damage. It has a mind of its own, a bit. Do you have a mind of your own? Are you speaking to me or the weapon? <laughs> you. I believe I have a mind of my own. Two minds of their own working together sometimes doesn't work well. Interesting. Sometimes when two people thinking no for the way you know what this is. Two people putting their heads together trying to work together sometimes Conflict occurs. I lean over to Rafa and whisper. See, not very 
many people come down here. They get lonely sometimes. If you could figure out how to harness the magic inside of this, I would say you are quite the magical mind. If you can make it work for you, make your mind and the mind of the bow one. And he just kind of backs away, waving his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, have we seen enough here? Well... Are you wanting to get enchanted? I lay my sword down on a table. Lay the plate mail up on the table. Just look at someone standing nearby and say, Just just do your thing. Same thing as last time. Just do your thing. Um, a woman comes over this time. You know this takes, like, a hefty amount of time. Are you going to need these anytime soon? I can make do until you're done. Just... Do the same thing and leave me alone. Okay. Um, come back in a couple days. Alright, let's get out of here. Alright, what's Seeker doing? Okay, how far along have I gotten along with the, the plate mail with a 17? 17? Yes. Oh, you're doing well. These, these are the best tools you've ever used. Great environment, and you're just pounding away. Okay. Uh, the dwarf... I'm impressed, must say. These are very nice tools, I must say. Yeah, they are. I love this space. Makes me feel free. Um, I'll keep hammering it out until I get done with the full okay. suit. I suppose. Make another one. Just for fun. That's a ten. Okay, you're still doing okay. Um, you gonna build the whole thing right now? I don't know how long that would typically take. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what kind of forge exactly I'm working with. I, you said it was like the best tools. Or yeah. whatever. I don't know. I'll say. Um, I am proficient with the smithing tools now, currently. So. Um, I'll say that once you're kind of in a groove, and the the dwarf guy steps in to help you a little bit here and there, and you're able to get it done by. Early afternoon. Okay. Um, I must say, this may be the best set of armor I've ever created. Or I've ever seen. We created. Not me. Well, thank you. For helping. Um, I guess for now, I'm going to... Uh, You can call me Mr. Dunmar. Dunmar. Alright. Um, you are? Seeker. Mr. Seeker. That's what everybody calls me anyway. Nice to meet you, Mr. Seeker. Come back anytime. What are you doing right now? I am... going to... if I can find it. Oh, he's looking for that. Uh, I want to find out if there is a place I can practice shooting this bow. Uh, yeah, you want to ask Mr. Tolliver? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of places, uh, out back. Shooting range. 
I would like to visit and see exactly what uh, these two mind businesses are all about. Alright then. I'll take you out there. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to come and watch. Sounds like it may get interesting. Very and, well, uh, good. He pulls a tankard out from who knows where. <laughs> <laughs> Already filled. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like cartoon hammer space. Yeah. <laughs> pulls full tankard. All right, you you go out back, and there's a series of of targets set up, different ranges, um, kind of a fenced in area. There's some other people out here shooting bows. I'll just start at a good like, 150 foot, right at the edge of my range right now. Okay. 100, 150 foot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's your range. Okay. At the just moment. Roll like. We haven't leveled up yet. Oh yeah, did you did you level up? I technically, I guess this. If you. Will. What else are you doing to yourself in there? Well, right now, um, that's currently Seeker's going to take and hammer in like little runes and stuff. Currently, all over the you know, armor. On the armor. Okay. On the armor. And um, uh, the, basically making where the uh, plate mail kind of opens up on itself, kind of like a Iron Man suit, more or okay, less. Okay, yeah. And uh, makes it a arcane armor. Okay. And so it can, like, come on and off of you on its own? Yeah. It's now just step into the suit, basically. Ah, nice. Okay. Okay, yeah, I would say you're leveled up if you need to do whatever you're going to... Okay. You can level up, too. Okay. Yeah. I told you make level seven, right? Seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're good, right? You already did yeah. all your stuff? Okay, so make it just a regular roll for a regular attack. Okay. How many more hours do we have until... Um, I'm going to say you would be meeting Mr. Tolliver in the lobby in about two hours. Two hours. 24. 24. It's definitely a hit. Um, roll a d4. Two. Two. Um, as your arrow releases out of the bow, you can tell there's just something else on this. And um, as it strikes the the target, it explodes into flame. And the... Uh, target just kind of consumes itself and just falls to just a stick my apologies I did not know that was going to happen that was great <laughs> do it again I lift my tanker to you um, I'll take aim at the next one uh, if I've leveled up it doesn't matter what range I am if I'm 600 foot 600 now you can reach Yeah, that's unbelievable sharpshooter it's 200 yards with a bow um. Okay. Yeah. Just roll the hit. Uh, seventeen. Are you shooting really far? No, I didn't move any further. I'm just going. Well, to the yeah, next are you one. the one that still far out though? Far sure. targets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it hits. Roll. Uh, roll a d4. Three. Okay. This time, it doesn't. It doesn't feel quite the same. And the arrow comes out, and you can tell it still has a lot of steam on it. This is one of the best bows you've ever shot. And it hits the target, and you don't really notice any noticeable effects as it impacts the target. Okay. Um, is there further ones now? 
Yeah, there's there's ones pretty far out there. Okay, I'm gonna start just adding range then. Okay, shooting even further. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, that was boring. What happened to the fire? I am not sure. Oh, that was a natural twenty. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Getting worse. Um. Roll a d4. Four. Um. Roll damage. Um, 11. Okay, you release the arrow, and it's tracking true, but as you, as you release the arrow, the string slaps you on the inside of the arm. Like, I don't know if you've ever shot a bow. Have you ever slapped the inside of your arm? Okay. Rafa has never done this since he was like a child. Slaps the inside of his arm. Arrow still flies pretty true, but falls just short of the target. <laughs> I thought you were an archer. What happened? I am not sure. I will think about fire this time as I shoot. Okay, think about fire. Thinking about fire. Thinking about my... 22. Okay, roll a d4. I've went through all four numbers now. You have. Um, this time, you release the arrow. This one feels a lot better. You don't slap yourself. Um, and you were thinking fire. And the arrow impacts the target way out there. It's a beautiful shot. It just tracks true the entire way. And as it hits, you see just a little poof of smoke. And you see some kind of black on the target. But no, it doesn't envelop the target like it did before. Well, gentlemen, I think I will uh, stay here for the duration of my of our break. If you continue, wish to continue watching me, that is fine. But if you have other business to attend to, I shall be here. Well, I think I'm going to go to the tavern. I'm almost to the bottom of this tankard. And it just appears that you had some beginner's luck on that first shot. It seems that was the only one interesting to watch. <laughs> it seems that is true. Uh, Mr. Tolliver... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out. Got some business to attend to, but meet me in the lobby tonight, about sundown. Two hours. Yes, about two hours from now. See you boys later. Seeker, what do you got going on? Um, I'm going to tear apart the turret with legs. Okay. And uh, add wings. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just completely tear it apart. I'm gonna take the focus out of it for the for the force blast for the force ballista, and I'm going to infuse it with thunder. And I'm going to attach each one of those to both gauntlets of my armor. Okay. So now what what are we looking at here? Now we're looking at thunder-infused punches. The Enforcer. Love it. Okay. Is that all everybody wanted to do? Do I figure out anything about this bow? Roll, roll an intelligence check. You're smart, aren't you? Yeah, roll a two. <laughs> Intelligence? No, I'm not really all that smart. Twelve. So one. Yeah, just go for it. Twelve. Um, you're having trouble putting your finger on how to make this thing. You're you're hitting when you're shooting. It's not nothing's off track. You're just having trouble making it do. Have I hurt myself anymore? No. Okay. 
you have you have a couple you fire a couple that do a little bit more fire damage um but you've not had any do what the that one did I'll just I will work out your secrets also I'm gonna work on uh, a few alchemical things like well I'm not a proficient with alchemy I don't know how to word that (laughs) um you've done enough Tyrell (laughs) well I'm just trying to build this into this armor because it's part of it what do you what do you want to do um so the guardian armor has uh Supposed to build this entire armor in one day. <laughs> you can hey, you can activate it and make it magical in an action, okay. one action. So apparently, so I'm letting you. Uh, so you get this thing called defensive field, and as a bonus action, you can gain temporary hit points equal to your level in this class, uh, replacing any temporary hit points you already have, and you lose these temporary hit points. If you doff the armor, you can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and regain all expended uses at the when you finish a long rest. So you're saying you can restore hit points? No, it's not restore. You just get extra. Like, okay. And you're just trying to you you were just trying to figure out a way to make that make sense. Yeah. You've done something to infuse it into your suit. Yeah, that's what I was trying to, trying to figure out a way. Okay. If that's it. It's now time to battle. Make my way to the lobby. You see, Mr. the 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 lights in the building have kind of been dimmed as the as the evening comes. Um, there's some torches and things lit, um, and it's it's rather nice in here at night. It's kind of quiet. There's people milling about, but there's just a good the lighting and the atmosphere is just light and nice. And uh, you see Mr. Tolliver standing down in the lobby. It's about time. Are you all going? Walk in the door. Mr. Masil! Mr. Alloy. That is my first name. We do not do that in Blackwater. Void it is rest. Mr. Voidrest. Voidrest. I brought you a tankard. Thank yeah, you. Hand you the tankard. Thank you. Mr. Void rest. Where's Mr. Seeker? He jumps from the top. Comes <laughs> <laughs> walking out of the, I guess, the uh, laboratory thing there. Um, coming down the elevator. Coming down the elevator. Ah, there he is. I barely recognized you with your suit of armor over your suit of armor. Yeah, well, wait. Here it is. How many suits of armor is this guy? This at least makes three now. Well, technically, it's just two, ish. Um, I'm gonna say, you say your your armor. You got it. You you put it together and you got it functional, but it doesn't look special at all right now. Like it's just raw metal, Ben Marks hammer. Uh, the guy said it was the best armor he'd ever seen. Well, it is functionally, but. As far as making it like shiny ugly. and nice, yeah, it's well, just so it's like, like Iron the original Man Iron Man suit, yeah, yeah. 
I was gonna say like it might have like some glowing runes or something on it because like it's supposed to be yeah. magical. Yeah, if it's if the that stuff is functioning, that it is doing that, but it's just pretty much raw steel. I think you looked better the way you were. Well, I'll shine it up eventually. You find everything you need in there. Yeah, I think it's um, pretty nice actually. Very nice uh, forge. Looks good. Yeah, forge's great. We got the best. The best tools, the best everything here. Everything's the best here, yes. yes. That's how it goes. Well, boys, you ready? Ready. We're about to go get on one of the best carriages around. Oh, that's my dad pulling up. Uh, right this way. You go out the front doors and there's a carriage sitting there waiting for you. This time it's a little bit bigger because you got three people that are going to ride. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll ride with you down there to the where you're getting on the boat. And uh, you all kind of got to get into this four-seater. It's a little bit cramped with all four of you and big metal guy over here with his suit of armor. It's a little bit awkward. But the driver snaps the reins. Are you saying something, Tyrell? I was just going to say, uh, so my other armor I had infused, I don't have it, so my AC is now 22 currently. But if I do infuse it later on... Okay, got you, got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still have the shield. So okay, um, you take off down the path, and you're riding back, kind of the way that you came back up uh, the hill and over the horizon, and you kind of see the town fading behind you as you go by. Um, and before you know it, the next thing you see is water, not far from you, and you go down, and uh, there's another lone dock sitting there. Um, this time, this is a different area. You went, you went south of the, of the burrows this time, and uh, the carriage pulls up to the dock, and uh, you see, once again, a driver sitting there with a boat. Didn't come up out of the water this time, but is sitting there with the boat. What was his name? Yule, Mr. Yule, Mr. Yule. Yeah, I believe Mr. Yule is here to take you to your location. And no way for you till you come back. Back into the water again, I suppose. Mr. Yule, you salty old scallywag. I was hoping to not see you again. Oh, you know, I, I'm always around. No matter how many times we try to drown you. I know, I keep coming back. Well, where are we headed tonight, boys? Uh, we're headed to Capewood tonight. Ah, yes, the museum. Shall we? We shall. Waiting on you. All right. We take off, and you head across the water. It's not very far to Cape Wood. Um, it's only it's only about an hour, hour and a half. You start seeing land, and um, you're driving fairly fast. Anybody have any last minute preparations to make? Well, you guys know how to get to the museum. I have never been. Never been to... Have not been to Capewood yet. Is uh, Capewood, like, in all this area here, is this like an island off to itself, or is this more like... It's, it's, no, it's part of the isle. This is all like an island system. Okay. Like Hawaii. Okay. So it's all, it's, that is a piece of another island. Okay. Um, well, best I understand it, uh, as soon as we 
park at our secluded dock. Uh, you go up over the hill, um, head into town. It's a large, uh, white-washed-looking building. Uh, it should be pretty easy to find. It's not a huge town. All right. Um, shall we? The pull, he pulls up to the dock, and you get out. So, Mr. Yule, before we leave, have you been to Capewood before? Um, I've dropped people off many times. So you wouldn't know if there's a, a good good tavern in town? Uh, don't think you'll have time to be going to a tavern tonight. Mm, my friend, there's always time to go to the tavern. We'll see about that. And he starts descending down below the water. Be here when you get back. Mr. Voidrest, as we walk, uh, something you should know about the way that we fight. Um, Seeker likes to get in close and personal. I like to try to stay back. What can we expect from you? I will be your shield. That is what I do. I have a large shield, and I use it. Lots. I like having a shield in front of me. We're playing Stellaris. <laughs> um, okay, you step out onto the dock, and you're kind of like, you have to walk up, kind of like where water has come up and washed kind of the beach away, and it's almost like a steep, sandy cliff. And you come up over the top of that, and as you look over uh, the edge, you can see the town just in the distance, not very far away. You can see some lanterns glowing, and um, the moon's out pretty bright again. You can see structures straight ahead. So, from the way I understand, we are not supposed to enter the museum, correct? That's what I gathered, yeah. We are letting the Greenbloods steal the uh, item, and we will catch them on the way out. And deal with them. And then hightail it back to the boat. I don't know about you, but it's been a long time since this body has ran very far. I'm not sure I like the term hightail. I do not know what kind of authority there will be here, or how angry they will be at us for attacking people and stealing a stolen item. We are Blackwater. The authorities like us. Good to know. Then why couldn't you just get the crystal given to you? Why do we have to steal from someone stealing it? Because they were using it in a museum. The museum is private. Not everyone likes us. Fair enough. We shall see how this goes. Okay, how do you want to approach this? I guess we'll make our way to the museum and kind of look at the surrounding areas, maybe. Okay. Um, Observe from afar. It's not too hard to find the museum. Uh, it's, as Mr. Yule described it, it's kind of... It's near the center of town. You can kind of see a bigger building from a ways off. And as you get there, there's there's kind of a... It's whitewashed, like he said. And it has two or three large pillars in front. And kind of a grand stairway going up. And uh, it has a sign for Capewood Museum. And Historical Society. Do I see a tavern nearby? Not on the street. I will make a quick run around to see if there's any other exits. Okay, so you're circling the building. Yeah. Make a perception check. 
20. Not okay. natural. Um, you're facing the building. You go around the right-hand side. Um, there's some type of access door over there. Um, it's It looks pretty strong. It's like it's banded wood. Um, looks like fairly new. It doesn't look like you just kick it in. Um, around the back of the building, there's... Um, some bigger doors where maybe they load stuff in and out or uh, unload large groups of people or whatever around the back. Um, there are a couple uh, bigger doors there. Um, the left side of the building, you don't see any door. Uh, the front of the building, there's two sets of like double doors. They have a loading area in the back and a side entrance uh, rather locked down but if they are coming out that way I'm sure that the thickness of the door will not matter I will probably just unlock it and go through we could wait over on that side to where we could see both front and rear along with that side door that would probably work is there a roof like across the way from on that side that I could climb up to yeah there's there's some businesses and things on the other side of the road I will get my distance and uh, perhaps hide up there. They're not in there now, right? We haven't. Nah, not that you can see. They said it was loud. Here. Yeah, you, so. you would think that you would know. I'm going to like pull my like cloak over myself, the ragged cloak that I had before, yeah. and pull the hood up over my head, and okay. then just kind of walk around to where, where I could see like what he was talking about like, on both entrances there, and then the... Okay. Just kind of just stand there on a corner or something. Okay. Um, up against like some, maybe some shadows or something. Okay. I'm just going to pull up a spot next to the street and sit down with my tankard and look like the neighborhood drunk. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to climb up onto a roof and just kind of... I would like to be like it. right below him on okay. the roof. And you're kind of concealing yourself on the roof? Okay. Um, at this point, it's like probably 10, 11 o'clock in the evening. The moon is pretty high. Town is fairly quiet, except for when you hear a few raucous people up the street um, that are drinking and whatnot. So there might be your tavern over there. I take note of that for later. <laughs> what direction did you say that was? Um, if you're facing the building, it would be to the left. Void Rest will remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you sit there until you feel like way too long. It's been a couple hours, probably. Town has gotten pretty quiet. Uh, make perception checks. What what side of the building are you on? The one, like what he was talking about, where you could see both. What was it? Loading bay and yeah. the entrance. Okay. Okay. So like the right right side of the building. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a one. I rolled a. One. I got ten. Okay. Seven. Rafa's dozing off. <laughs> Seven, ten. Okay. You don't notice anything. Suddenly, every one of you, even Rafa dozing off, hears a massive explosion. And it's towards it's towards the building, but the whole ground is just shaking. And you see the rear right corner of the building just fall. Okay. The ground kind of gives way beneath it. And just huge chunks of, of rock go falling down. And you hear some people, some voices kind of hollering and laughing. And then it kind of quiets down. 
Well, boys. You hear some dogs barking throughout town. People start kind of waking up. You see some lanterns light. Well, boys, I think that's time to earn our paycheck. Quite substantial, by the way, in case y'all didn't know yet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stay hidden on the roof. Like, I'm going to try to blend in to any shadows and stuff. I'm going to okay. stealth and look, see if I can see people coming in or going out. Okay. Um, make a perception check. You want me to make a stealth, too? Yeah, make a stealth. 23 for the stealth. 19 plus 5. Uh, 24 for perception. Um, you can tell that that from where you're at, they you never saw them go in. Mm-hmm. So wherever they made this explosion from, they were able to enter from. And you can tell from what you're hearing that they are on uh, inside the building. You can hear some glass breaking and just some different things, uh, some voices, stuff like that. Did anybody else make perception checks? What was happening? I don't know. I mean, whatever y'all want to do. Let's see. 12. I got 19 that time. Okay. Um, are you still underneath him? Yeah, I haven't started moving forward okay. yet. You can hear the same things, and you can tell that they're in the building, but they were never visible. And, uh, Seeker, you were right there where the explosion happened. Scared scared the daylights out of you. And as the building kind of crumbled, you almost had to step out of the way as some chunks went flying your way. Um, but they they're in the building... And they've entered from somewhere below, or they they didn't like blow and then climb over the rubble into the building. So they like blew it from inside. Yeah, or underneath somewhere. Okay. And they are now in the building. I'll go ahead and start advancing to that uh, gaping hole in the building. Okay. I'm going to twist. A valve on each side of my legs and okay. cast long strider. Okay. And I'm gonna haul it toward the hole. Are you going into the hole or I'm going to try to get as close as I can just to see if I can see anything inside currently for right now. Okay. Um as you get there, make a perception check. Man, my rolls now. Now I'm I'm going up there too. Can I roll Okay, yeah, make a perception 12. check. Are you going in or are you just looking in? I just wanna go up to the edge okay. of the, the hole and look in. Yeah. Twelve. Twenty. Natural? No. Okay. Um, slide that over that. Over to the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is the corner that is blown. And peeking through the crack, you can see somebody standing here. You see movement. And you see a guy standing here. You can tell there's others, but you can't see exactly where they are in the room. What do those two look like? Um, they're tall. One of them is holding some type of large box. Uh, the other guy is just kind of leaned over to the side like he is here. He's supposed to be leaning on a hammer. Um, but it broke off. Let me just quickly explain uh, to the listeners... Uh, these minis from Tiger Skull RPG, I had them all sitting on a stool back behind my chair here, and as I was crawling under our D&D table, 
uh, in my tiny bedroom here, I bumped my chair, which in turn bumped the stool, knocked a laptop off, and drug off all of the miniatures with it, and knocked them into shambles. So we have some one-legged guys <laughs> and some no-armed guys. And they still look amazing. Because they're Tiger Skull RPG. Right. Those do have a lot of detail on them. Yeah, they like do. Them. Yeah, they're great. I didn't get a chance to paint them. But anyway, uh, they're tall, um, kind of bulging creatures um they're they're humanoid but they're not quite they don't look human and they're just kind of just making all kinds of noise laughing jostling each other around and uh you can tell that they're kind of watching somebody working in uh, somewhere right there in front of them you can't see anybody else i duck back below the the edge of the wall that okay. is blown out and whisper to Seeker I think we should wait and see where they go they don't seem to be moving anywhere yet there's no and telling how many more of them there are though and with their like spread out throughout the uh, building so do you think we should try to take these quickly that was not our instructions are you there now I'm above like right <laughs> above them And where was your your archer friend? Wasn't he around here somewhere? I believe he's um above us somewhere. Archers, you can never trust them. Let's just hold off for now. Holding off? Yeah. Wait and see what they do. Roth, are you doing anything? Oh, I've got a arrow pulled ready. Okay. Um Y'all that are there close, um, this guy moves over. And what do I do? Oh, yeah. You can now see there's a, another person standing here. And you see a glimpse of a large crystal as she puts it into a box that he's holding. And he shuts it up. And they kind of start looking like they're preparing to leave. They're picking up any tools they used or whatever. Uh, can we see any kind of obvious way that they came in originally? You've got a pile of rubble where, where you're at, but you, there's they're looking kind of towards the pile of rubble. And then you see a guy step out on this side over here. You see him walk in front of the crack that you're you're standing by. And you can see he's holding some weapons and pretty heavily armored. Are they starting to move any one direction, really? Can um, we tell where they're fixing to go? You can hear them talking. And it sounds like they're starting to argue now and I'm saying, oh, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you leave? And then another one's saying something about, oh, we should check upstairs, check upstairs. And then you see uh, the taller, lanky one uh, turns and goes this way. And then you can only see, you can only see this one at this point. And I'll, I'll still... Mr. Seeker, I think that we should uh, still wait and see... Where they go. I'm hoping they try to come out here and we could hit them as they leave the museum. Yeah, let's just wait. Just hold off. Uh, you hear the one that went upstairs says something kind of back down the stairs. You can't tell what he says. And they all kind of move that direction that he went and you can no longer see them. And... Uh, that stairs at the side there? You can't, you don't know. Okay. Um, 
I'll climb down to the... To them? Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and look over the... Over the rubble and see if I can see where they... Where they went. Okay. Are you stealthing? God, I hope not. <laughs> okay. I'll try. Make a stealth check. He's got plate armor, so he has disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say make it a disadvantage anyway. You have to roll it twice and then take the roll. Where's my other d20? Yeah. Five. Oh, yeah. Five. Um... As you're kind of peering in there to get a better look, you see that this guy is at the base over here of these stairs, and he has seen you. So he starts, he says, they're here! And he starts running this direction towards y'all. Yeah, everybody roll initiative. So evidently, y'all are just going to get started without me on this one. 25-20. Uh, Nobody? Okay, let me, let me finish rolling. Why does that say you have a minus one initiative? Because I got eight decks. Oh. <laughs> That's why you get plate armor. Uh, 14. 14. 2. Uh, uh, 13. Okay. Void rest. Aloy. Void rest. Okay. Okay, you, uh, you're able to hear them kind of coming back from this area. And you see this one cross over here. Um, it's Rafa's turn. Okay. So I said I'd jump down, right? Yeah, you got down. More like were, down here? Yeah, you were with them. Y'all are, yeah. Y'all are technically like right here. Okay. Um, Let me get rings. Can I see? You can see the guy that's coming out right okay. there, uh, but the crack is only about one square wide with it, that they're looking through. Um, it doesn't matter. Half cover, three quarters cover doesn't affect me anymore since I have short sharpshooter. Okay, yeah, that, does he know fine. I'm I was just saying in case so you could see. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I wouldn't think he had seen. Okay, me. so I have advantage. Sure. Okay, so I'm gonna sharpshooter then. This is this is seeker. The There's Sentinel. A, a 22 <laughs> hit. Um, yes. Okay, I'm going to pump a Battlemaster point into it. Okay. Uh, to try to knock him down. Okay. Nice. 15. 29 damage. And he needs to make a... Uh, strength or... Uh, Dexterity saving throw. Not throw, saving throw, but acrobatics or uh, 
Is it a saving throw or no? It's an acrobatics check or an athletics check. Okay, that would be a... Like 20. Yeah, that's okay. Second attack. <clears throat> also sharpshooter. Um, 19 plus 4, 23. Yep. My bow doesn't do anything interesting on these two shots. Okay, uh, 8 plus 14 is 22 more. 29 and 22 damage. And you know what? Oh, no, I already used a thing. Okay, so that's all my turn this time. That's all I do. That is 51. Okay. Um, Seeker, it's your turn. Okay. Um... I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go straight in at him. Okay. Go on, uh, stepping through the crack. Yes. Okay. Step up into the rubble, and then I'm going to try and just run up him and punch him. Okay. Right in the face, if I can. That's a sixteen to hit. That misses. Misses. Okay. And then I'm going to attack him again because I have extra attack now. Okay. Uh, that is even worse. That's a 14. That misses. Right. Anything else? Um. Bonus action, I'm going to use that uh, defensive thing to give myself seven temporary hit points. Seven temporary. Okay. Yep. So just keep track of, the, uh, of that yourself. Okay. And that's your turn? That is my turn. Okay, now it is his turn, and he's going to make some slashes at you. Um, that is a 26 to hit. That hits. A 22 to hit. That, that is my armor class. That misses. That misses. However, okay, so on the... On if it hits it, yeah. If it yeah. matches you, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hit. So he hit you with two of them? Well, I was going to say, on the first hit, I have a reaction with that repulsive repulsor shield Yeah, that sends him flying backwards 15 feet. So then he wouldn't hit you with the next one then? Is that what you're saying? It's a reaction. It'd be the first hit. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so just one of these is going to hit? Uh, that's five damage. Okay. And he goes flying back how far? 15 feet. Oh, my God. No saving throw or anything? He's just set flying. You can, you can That's really right cool. No, I was just... I've okay. never... You, you jump up on the rubble, punch at him a couple times. He dodges, comes right at you. He has two two scimitars. He makes multiple slashes at you. One of them glances off of your armor, and he just shoots back. 5, 10, 15. Wow. That is Thor hitting Captain America's shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay... Now, it's this guy's turn. He's going to run down the stairs. Uh, 10, 15, 20, 25 to right there.
I need. Oh wow, one. Well, that'd be three. Okay, y'all two make dexterity saving throws. Uh, me and him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's uh, ten. Zero. <laughs> Rolled a one. I've got a negative one. Okay. Oof. I uh, I'm pretty sure y'all are just both not prone. I think. Wait, what did you say yours was? Uh, 10. Okay, yeah, you failed too. Oh, no. Get that out of there. What's that? No, get out of there. Quit looking. Quit looking. Looks like a weapon. Dead gummit. Now my map disappeared. But that hammer's still there. Go ahead and bring that hammer closer. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up there for a second. Yeah, y'all are both knocked prone. Okay. And... Then Seeker, he's gonna try to hit you with his. He he takes a this massive hammer, and I think I know the hammer. You do? No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> he strikes the ground with it right in front of you, and it just explodes out this ripple effect through the through the rubble that's there, and it sends y'all flying onto your backs. And he's gonna try to hit Seeker. Oh, it was almost a natural 20. 21 to hit misses. Yeah, misses. Okay. He, sw- he swings at you with his hammer. Yeah, it does hit your, your new plate armor. And just glances off. Sparks fly. Um, okay, now we are to... <laughs> this guy over here. He is going to... Just run back here and cower behind this table. Um, y'all, you might see him in the background. You know there's a fourth party back there. Um, and that takes us to Void Rest, finally. First of all, get back up. Okay. And Let's have your movement. I will uh, go to the person that hit Seeker and flew back. Okay. Oh, well, you, you'd have to pass the one that just swung the hammer. Attack of opportunity. I don't. Nah, I think it's close enough. He wouldn't actually. Yeah, get he's, he's putting himself right in the middle of the. You're other entering his his area, but you're not exiting it. Okay. So. You're in all three of theirs area. Oh, but he's down, right? He's knocked back. Or no, down? it's just knocked back. Oh, okay. it, it doesn't knock oh, him not actually, actually, the scimitar guy is on that space, so no, you are going to have to go five more, which means it is going to be an attack of opportunity. Okay, I'll take it. Um. So he just kind of swung his hammer. Ron knows how to play. He swung the hammer. <laughs> he swung the hammer at Seeker, and it glanced off and, and hit the ground. You see, seize the opportunity to run by, and as he drags it up out of the rubble, he tries to hit you as you go by, and he's going to miss with a 12. Yep. You hear just this massive hammer just whoosh by your ear as you run through there, and are you attacking the other guy? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Does an 11 hit? Uh, an 11 does not hit. Well, take another swing. How about a 20? A 20 does hit. Okay. And it will also be a uh, Divine Smite. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. All right. What is it? Guys, I've been wanting. Like, <laughs> that's the reason I built a Paladin. 
I wanted to smite things. <laughs> so is it is that a is it a long sword that you have? Yes. Is that a just D8? standard? Uh, it's one d eight plus three. Okay, so do that and then do the smite. The smite always works, doesn't it? Yes, that's yeah. a d eight. Yeah. And you decide anytime you want to use it. Okay. Especially nasty when you get. Do you have to use spell, use spell slots for it? Okay. Yeah, it burns a spell slot. Okay. That's six from the long sword, and uh, just using one first level spell slot. So it's 1d8 radiant. Eight nice. for smite. Eight, and what was the first one? Three, the Three. long sword. So total of 11. Okay. Um, Sirica, you see kind of a brilliant light as he smacks into the dude that you knocked back with your weird thing. <laughs> and okay, that brings us back around to the one that's been standing in the distance back there. And uh, Voidress has just wandered up unsuspectingly into her territory. Uh, you kind of saw her out of the corner of your eye. Um, it's a woman, the woman that was described by uh, uh, Lady Vandrith as being their leader. And she's wearing kind of a, well, I could just show you a picture because that's what Tiger Skull RPG does. And just saying, I forgot to uh, mention this earlier, and I'll probably forget it repeatedly, so I'm going to tell y'all now, so hopefully someone else remembers. I have our Aura of Protection, so uh, we should have had a plus three to that uh, deck save. Oh. Every, everyone within 10 feet of me gets a plus I three see. Okay. to any saving throw. Yeah, keep that in mind. I have something as well, I just remembered. As an artificer, I can add... As it, like to an ability check or a uh... here she is. That dude's silly looking. That's one of the dudes. That I'm going to guess that that armor doesn't provide a whole lot of protection. <laughs> so you see a long, athletic-looking woman wearing some type of headdress. Um, some gauntlets, long cape. Her hair is flowing down her back. She has on kind of some leather bracers and stuff around her legs and coming off of her boots and she's wearing kind of a like what would you call that like a one piece leather bikini looking thing <laughs> is she an elf she had long ears yes yeah, she's it is indeed an elf knife ears and she is the wicked mystic the wicked mystic yeah the wicked mystic and the green bloods by tiger skull rpg cool all right all right i gotta get my map back My bad. I have a thing that I can use as a reaction. If somebody is making a ability check or a uh, saving throw, I can, as a reaction, uh, add my intelligence modifier to that uh, roll. How many times? Uh my intelligence modifier actually like okay um it is the wicked mystic's turn quit i i need to print these out
guys, go check out Tiger Skull RPG. Yeah. So you can check out the Wicked Mystic and the Green Blood Thieves. Don't forget, you can put in the Commoners uh, code Commoners15 for 15% off right. at the store. Okay, yeah. STL files. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a fan. <laughs> She's going to step up kind of behind you there. Um, and Rafa, well, no, you can't see in there. Nobody really sees. Her gauntlets are going to kind of light up. And she's going to make two slashing, scorching swipes with her gauntlets at you. Oh my gosh. A natural one and a 16. Miss. Okay, make a... No, because I didn't hit. Okay. Um, That's her turn. Now we are going to go to Rafa. Now, is there a hole in the ground over here? Yes. Like, how big? Pretty big. All right. Uh, and there's just a little bitty hole here? I mean, there, there's a crack in the wall here that's like what they entered through. At the bottom of that crack, there's a, a hole in the ground. Okay. This guy's the guy I originally shot at. Does this one know that I'm here yet? Probably not, no. All right. Well, then I will go ahead and sharpshooter at him. Ooh, two natural ones. And wow, that's my only hope. A17. Just hits. Oh, yes. That's a sneak attack. I will not do that one. Oh, actually, no, that, that did more than hit on him. I was looking oh, for okay. the wrong one. Uh, 20 damage. Okay. Second attack. Ooh. Mm. 11. Misses. Okay. Is that all for that turn? Uh, as a bonus action, I will use another battle mastery point to snipe at him again. There we go. Uh, 22. Uh, hits. 17 damage. Wow. A sharpshooter, man. Okay. Uh, that's your turn? Yeah. He kind of, you slip him. He's not wearing a whole lot of armor. You just kind of slip him into his shoulder, one into his shoulder, one into his chest. And he, you can see him kind of grab at the arrows. Uh, seeker. Okay, I'm going to stand up at that guy's feet. I'm going to look at him and go, let's see you do that again. And I'm going to like hit my chest, and there's two of me that comes out of the side. I cast Blur. Okay, casting some magic, a little Blur. Okay, let's get you a little... Well, the figures, extra. two extras. Oh, you have two of yourself? Yeah, like it's There's like three two. of them there now. Yeah. Oh my god! Three total. Like yay? Yeah. Like that, so. Right next to him. He has disadvantage on attack rolls against me now. Currently. Well, what do you know? I just broke that. I think it was already broke. You can be you can be the capper demon. <laughs> okay. There we go. Um, I love that thing. I, I love you say that. it has disadvantage on you now. Yeah, it has a disadvantage on attack rolls against okay. me. That comes to that's your turn. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Oh uh, uh, no, wait. 
Bonus action, I'm going to do the defensive thing again. Okay, Another and time. what does that do for you? It gives me seven hit points again. Oh, okay. Can you just do that as many times as you want? No. I That is two of the four times I can do okay. that. Did uh, your other full seven go away? No, I still had two. Why did you not wait? <laughs> well, it would... Well, now he has 14. No, no, no. He no, only no, has seven. You, Temporary just replaces. Oh, we it. thought that with Cameron. We thought he like got up to like yeah. 30 extra, and it's it only replaces itself. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, the original guy with the two scimitars that are both broken off is going to attack uh, Mr. Voidrest again. He is being a shield in there for sure. If I could roll worth a crap, oh my gosh, get that Shields one out of here. It's part of the plan. Natural one! Woo! Okay, that may be hit. 24. That hits. Okay, let me get one more here. Go for a run. Natural 20! <laughs> okay. So, that is going to be... <laughs> Go back to using those other two. Okay, that is 6. 8 damage on the crit. And... Ooh, 8 damage on the other. 16 damage. As he slashes at you with your scimitar, slips one through the armor. The first couple attacks you blocked with your shield, and then he knocked it, your shield got knocked away from your body just for a split second, and he slashed through. Um, he's going to stay standing there. Then it comes to Hammer Guy. Um, he's just going to swing at you with disadvantage, I guess. Me. Yeah, 19 to hit. Oh, that's a disadvantage. Yeah, that misses. Um, he's kind of freaked out. He's going to stay there. The third guy is cowering behind a table. Void rest. What is... uh? The Wicked Mystic doing? Um, I mean, she swiped at you on the last turn, and now she's just So she's still, she's in melee range, right? Yeah, she's right next to you, yeah. Hitting her. Okay, go ahead. Good lord. First time I've ever used these dice, I don't think I like them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I like these dice at all. Uh, Does a 12 hit? No, that misses. I've seen her yeah. armor. It hits. Yeah. No. There's not much armor there. <laughs> it's enchanted. Are you kidding me? Enchanted leather armor. Yeah, I mean, enchanted bikini armor. I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am looking at this enchanted time. bikini army armor too much. And, yeah, uh, for sure. I whiff twice. Bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's... There's a local tavern nearby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> After this, I mean, we could we could go there. Maybe talk this out over a drink or two. Um, she kind of smiles, seven. and then she's going to slash at you again with her claws. Not the worst reaction. I Another had to. natural one. That that's the wrong die, Seth. You put me. You put my losers back up there. Me. Oh yeah. There we go. Uh, that's 20, 26. That hits. No, it's actually more than that, I think. Oh, it still hits. Yeah. <laughs> it hits harder. Seven. 
seven damage and then make a constitution saving throw. Almost natural 20. Yeah, minus a zero. Uh, four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She's... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Seven. As you're, you're kind of trying to talk to her, flirt with her, she kind of smiles. She slashes at you and her gauntlets light up. And it catches... Do you have a beard? I do. Yes. Uh, she slashes across and catches a piece of your beard and your beard lights up on fire. Oh, my dwarven braid! <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to Iron Deep to get that redone. <laughs> my dwarven braid. Oh, okay. Uh, you now have the burning condition, um, which I think means that you take a certain amount of damage at the start of each of your turns. How much damage did you say first? Uh, seven damage. Uh, now we go to Rafa. I'm going to just keep shooting at this guy. I assume I don't have advantage anymore. So I'll just do normal shots now. 12 to hit the hammer guy. Uh, misses. 20 to hit it, not natural. That definitely hits. Uh, he is within melee range, so this is still a sneak attack. So that is... 14 damage. 14 damage. Yeah. You stick him this time kind of right in the throat, and he's looking rough. Okay. Um, that's your turn? Seeker, your turn? I'm going to punch the hammer guy uh, in the face. Okay. That is a 17 to hit. Uh, with the hammer guy? Yes. That does hit. Okay, cool. Uh, that is a D8. Uh, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage, and that was just enough. And what did you hit him with? My fist. Just, you punch him and I, just knock him back. Thunder damage. <laughs> it's like an anime character. You punch, and then all of a sudden, explosion. <laughs> and he just falls... And crashes into this table full of precious minerals and gems, and it just shatters onto the floor. When I was reading that, I was thinking like the repulsor fists of uh, uh, Fallout in Vegas. Yeah. Did you ever play that? You never played. Okay, uh, now it's back to Scimitar guy's turn, and oh, oh I still have one extra attack. I'm gonna move up. Okay. And then uh, what? What do your uh, shadows there do? What do they? They just follow me. Right? Side, how long does that last? Uh, as long as I can concentrate, as long as I don't get hit, like for a minute. Okay, for a minute. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna attack. Um, I'm gonna attack her. Okay. Go up to her and attack her. Gosh, it's crowded in there. Those don't have to be there. Get those out of there. We know he's blurred. Just remind me that you have disadvantage. Um, that is a 15 to hit her. Her that misses. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Then, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, then it goes to Scimitar Guy's turn. He is going to attack, uh, Void Rest again. Another natural 20, but also a natural 1. 
14 doesn't hit, does it? No. But a 23 does? Yes. Okay. That is 11 damage on the crit and 4 damage on the other, so 15 damage. And that is his turn. Uh, hammer guy's out. Third guy's cowering behind a table. He's actually going to back up. Huh? Oh, there's supposed to be a door there. The I'm sorry. There's a door. <laughs> there was supposed to be a door there. Okay. Yeah, he uh, comes this way. See, uh, Rafa, you cannot see this for nope. sure. Uh, and go. he backs out a door. Um, void rest. Uh, you're going to take... I'm, I, I, I know it's like a percentage of, of the initial damage, which was seven. Um, I'm just going to roll a d4, and that's four. So you take four fire damage from your burning beard. I love this beard, too. It's going to take forever to regrow it. <laughs> um, it's your turn. Oh, now. okay. Uh... I will attack Scimitar Guy. Okay. Good lord. Does a 10 hit? No. Boy, you are rolling trash. 12. Miss. I'm going to stop attacking, guys. I'm I'm just going to sit back, watch this with my tankard. You need a tankard like AJ's. Actually, I have, uh, like, I made a mini on Hero Forge, and he has a tankard okay. attached to his belt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you send it to him? Mr. Voidrath. No. He'll print it for you. It's a 3D printer right there. Seriously. Yeah, I'll That's print awesome. it for you. That's awesome. Yeah, just send it to me. Okay. Um, I'll probably paint it for you, too. Okay, how would you interpret this? Okay, targets within the 30 feet in line of sight. Would that mean only if you were looking that direction? Or just if you were in... It'd be 30 foot in front of you, line of sight, not someone who's behind you, even if they're, like, five foot from you. Yeah. So, like, everything you can see within 30 feet? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I need... You two to make dexterity saving throws. Remember, you get a plus three to all saving throws. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that, too. And I can use my thing, too, as a reaction. That's not good. Um, Ten. Six. Seriously, I've not rolled anything in the double digits. Try some if, of those. <laughs> even if I use my thing, it's only going to be ten. Okay, um... All of a sudden, there is just a brilliant, blinding light in the room. And as the Wicked Mystic just incinerates in front of your eyes, Seeker, and she disappears, you're both blind for three turns. And she 
Rafa is going to appear out here. You can now see her. And that is her turn. Okay. Uh, then it goes to Rafa. Okay. Uh, well, then, as she appears, I will go ahead and attack her. Okay. I assume she sees me as well. Yes. Oh, well, that was close to an agile. If you're just, you're just standing out in the yeah. open air. Okay. Yeah. She was trying to find you. Twenty three. That hits. Ten damage. Okay. Fifteen. Mm, that misses. Okay, I might use another one of my battle master dies. Natural one. And my bow is not doing anything, huh? Did you hit her on that one? Yeah. Um, roll a d4. My first shot at her. Three. Three. Um. Roll a roll a d8. I forgot about your bow. Six. Um, as your arrow impacts, you see just a little bit of a flash of an explosion, and she's gonna take. She takes a little bit of damage, but she was coming back in a flaming form. Right. So, so it probably didn't do much to her. Yeah. Not the correct weapon. <laughs> Think of water. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you could try it and see what happens. Um, goes to Seeker. Okay. I'm blind. You are blind. Okay. Um, oh, I need to make a... Oh my gosh. He's also blind, but you don't know that. Okay. you go blind, do you need to make a constitution saving throw to keep your spell thing up? Is I thought that, that was only getting hit. <coughs> attack. I'll say it stays up. Uh, most of the time it's only damage, so you'd only have to get higher than a 10 to pass it since there was no damage done to yeah, it. Yeah, right. If you wanted to make him roll for it. <clears throat> I'm going to try to fill my way, try to fill the wall, see if I can okay. fill my way around the room. Yeah. I mean, uh, you are you're you can touch this wall easy enough. Do you want to okay. move anywhere? I'm just going to fill my way down that way. How far? As far as my movement will let me, which is uh, 30 feet. Yeah. Blindly walking around. Um, okay, scimitar's got, scimitar guy's turn. He's he's gonna swing, but these will all be at disadvantage, right? I'll just do them one at a time. I was gonna say. Okay, it's not gonna get worse than a three. Um, okay, does a seventeen hit you? It doesn't. Oh wow, he dodged another natural twenty. This one's a hot roller right here. That misses, I'm sure. That's cocked. 
Does a 21 hit you? That's my armor class. Okay, let me see if I roll. That's cogged. Does a 20 hit you? No. no. 21's your armor class. Okay, then you missed. He missed. You just hear swords slashing by your face, missing. He's going, Argh! Can't see. Okay. Uh, okay. Void rest, your turn. While I'm hearing the sword slashing all around my head, I pull the tankard from behind my back, take a drink, and hit myself with lesser restoration. Oh. oh. Okay, so you can see now? I can see now. That, that's an action, though? Yes, that's my action. Okay. Very nice. Good play. I wouldn't even have done that. <laughs> okay, that's your turn? That is my turn. Okay. Back to the Wicked Mystic. Um, Rafa, you watch as she holds her hands out in front of her and she just kind of forms just energy in between her gloves, her gauntlets. And she fires a bolt down in between your feet. Make a uh, saving throw, dexterity saving throw. Gosh, 11. That fails. And you take 16 fire damage. And you now have the burning condition as well. I think it's like it's like ten percent of the rounded down or something of the damage dealt at the initial blow, or maybe it's twenty percent. I don't remember. Anyway, we'll give you like two damage at the start of every turn. <clears throat> I needed to look that up before we start. Okay, uh, Rafa, two damage. Yeah, take two damage. Uh. Oh, shooter. Uh, 21. That hits. 15. Miss. I'll use my last battle. Master die. 19. That hits. So two hit, right? Yep. Does the bow do anything? Uh, roll damage first. Uh, 10. 18 damage for the two hits. Okay. Um, do you think anything while you're shooting? I'm pretty angry. I went, ah! Uh, roll a d4. Three? Nothing happens. Okay. Um, seeker. Um, Can't see. Still feeling my way. I'm going to keep moving down the same way I was going before. Okay, so you're you're about to, you hit the corner. Where do you do then? I'm going to feel my way around Okay. this way. Let's keep walking around until okay. I find something or somebody. Okay, that, that's two rounds. Um, scimitar guy, he's still blind. He's going to try to move. He's going to try to go towards the hole. Um, so make an uh, attack of opportunity. Finally, there some double go. digits. <laughs> it's uh, 25. That is. Five damage. Five damage. Okay. You know what? Let's go ahead and throw smite on there that. There you go. Yeah. Because that's okay. probably the only time I'm going to hit. 
So that's another D8. And that would be eight. Ooh, his smites are hitting. That's the only thing I'm hitting with. Eight. Eight for the smites. Eight uh, and five, so 13. Yeah. Okay, he goes down. Nice. He just falls into the rubble. Ah. Um, that's your turn? That was attack of opportunity. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. So it's it was his turn. He's dead. Okay. Uh, Void rest, it's your turn now. Uh, how... F- hmm. Yelled Rafa. You think you got her? I got her. Okay, how far away is uh, Seeker? Until she flashes away and I don't know where she goes. 35 feet. Within five feet is uh, melee range, right? Yeah, within five, yeah. Yep. Okay. I will go to Seeker. Okay. And hit him with Lesser Restoration. Okay. Nice. Seeker can now see. He can now seek once again. Seeker is seeking. I bet you're from Hufflepuff, aren't you? (laughs) Okay, it's back to the Wicked Mystic. Hufflepuffs are great finders. She's gonna charge at you. There's a hole there. Well, oh. she's gonna go around. The hole's like here. Oh, I thought she it was, was a big hole. Well, it's like. He did say it was a big hole. He did like, say. He that. said it was this whole thing. It's like. T- no, no. No. I mean, you're not guarded by that hole. This crap ain't here. This is open street. She oh, can okay. get to you. <laughs> this is the building next door, I assume. No, 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 no. That was just. <laughs> That's the tavern room. we're going to later. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a hole in it, too, now. Okay. She is going to swipe at you. They're just doing some outdoor dining, remodeling. <laughs> uh, 15. Misses. 12. Misses. Why? It's incredible. Yep. That's it. She's ticked. Uh, Rafa, your turn. She's I pull out the, the Gladius. The Gladius. So I take a little bit less of the fire damage, right? Because I have fire, what, resistance? resistance. Yeah, you only take it. All right. Take one damage. (laughs) Okay. Because you're on fire. And radiant, too. Okay, so it's a short sword, right? Yep. Does a d6. And that short sword can be used with dexterity, so that works. So it's still plus nine to hit. So 24 for the first swing. 17 for the second swing? Both hit. Okay. 36. Oh, no. 6 plus... So 14 damage with two swings. Nice. Not even a, a sword guy. Okay. Um, that takes it to Seeker, who can now see. Thank you. No problem. I'm going to turn around and, and look. Do I see anything? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you woke up. I mean, you see some bodies laying throughout. Rafa's got the lady outside. Other guy disappeared through the door behind you. Go help Rafa. I'll take care of him. On it. I'm going to go out through the door. Okay, as you do, he's going to try to hit you. Oh, he's on the other side of the door? Okay. 
Uh, don't forget he has a disadvantage because of the, the blur. Blur. Blur is still there. Okay, that one is like a 19 anyway. That's like a 20. So the 19 doesn't hit, does it? Okay, then... uh. Uh, he misses. You just see a guy. He's holding a chest, monkey on his shoulder, and he has a dagger going, <laughs> <laughs> swinging at you. Okay. Um, which takes it to oh. <laughs> I, I, was it my action to like open the door or? It just no, it's just it's a doorway. Okay. It's not really a door. Punch? Yeah, it's your turn. Right? Punch the monkey. <laughs> monkey. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to punch him twice. Okay. Dang it. That's a... 15 to hit. Hits. Oh, it does hit. Okay. That's a 8 points of damage for that one. Okay. Come on. Dadgummit. Oh, wait, that's actually not... Okay. Um, that's 16 to hit. So you yeah, said the 15 yeah, hits. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's seven points of damage with that one. Okay. And yeah, that's. Uh. Okay, then it's his turn. He's going. Okay, you're right here. Yeah. Oh crap! He's gonna try to run into that room over there. How far? Uh, just 30 feet. Yeah, that's good. He's kind of waddling, and he's holding a big chest, and the monkey's on his shoulder. Attack of opportunity for you, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a nine, seven, that's a 16. That hits? That's it. He's totally like the egg guy off of Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. 10 points of damage. Okay. You punched him. <laughs> in the back. Punched him right in the back. Also, he has disadvantage until the end of my next turn to hit anybody else because of the punches. Gotcha. Okay. Including that, you or? No. Is anybody, that everybody? Every, is that everyone around? Huh? <laughs> I said there's no one around. Yeah, did no. you do something special for that one or is that No, that, that has that been punched? for every single punch that I've done. Oh, okay. Well, we um, didn't we didn't put that in effect. But. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. This would have been real ugly if that had happened. Okay. Um, void rest your turn. Can I see uh, the woman? We, uh, you know she's the, out there. But I can't you, see her? You can't see her from where you're at, no. Okay. I will advance until I can see her. Okay. Advance. I'll have to get to, like, right here. Okay. Well, so that's my full movement. Where was he? Right it's there? Right here. On that 20, side. 25, 30. 30. If, if you go to that one, I would say you can see her. If you're trying to look at that crack, you can see her from there. Okay. I cast Moonbeam. I hold up my holy symbol as a paladin which you can see is a small wooden horse figurine that I wear around my neck. And cast Moonbeam on her. Okay. Uh, she makes a con save. Okay. Yeah, I need to find a detail. Two! Yeah, so 
That's a five. Five. No, actually, it's a That's D12. eight. That is D12. Which one Guys, which one's D10? Oh. <laughs> it's a total of eight. I'm guessing that still. Sixteen. Uh, my spell save... It's gonna it's be gotta be higher than eight. Yeah, it's better than eight. Yes, fourteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she takes two d10 damage. So it's sixteen. Sixteen. Nice, nice damage. Does that do anything? Radiant. Else? Uh, sixteen radiant, radiant damage. Uh, engulfed in ghostly flames. Uh, half as much. And if oh, she's oh my bad, she has she has advantage on uh, saving throws against magic. So I'm gonna roll again. Okay, that's still just that is a fourteen. Okay. Well it's uh DC fourteen spell mod plus six. Is so is that fourteen or is that twenty? Oh wait, is this a wait, she had to make a saving throw. Yeah. On on a fail, she'll take half my Okay, half yeah. The so it was it's just eight then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not real good at reading these things. <laughs> um when it says uh, DC 14, spell mod plus 6. What is spell mod plus 6? That's your attack modifier. Yeah, it's your attack modifier. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they would have that on a spell, on a thing that has a yeah, saving spell throw. Cards. Um, it's really weird. So yeah, she takes 8 damage? Yeah. Uh, if she is a shape changer, <coughs> she's, she's at disadvantage. Okay. She's not. So it doesn't light her up or anything? Give everyone else advantage? No, it just says engulfed in ghostly flames, but that's okay. that's it. Something like something that might. She kind of cries out as this beam of light hits her. Uh, now it's her turn. And the beam does remain there. Okay, it, it stays there. It is uh, a five foot cylinder that she is in the middle of. It's in. It's on her the yes. whole time. Okay, is it going to do damage again like next turn? Uh huh. Is nice. it shooting down from the moon or from you? From the moon. Okay. <laughs> does it follow her? or Is it in that one spot? I can move it. Okay. Um, cool. It is on her, and you can tell she she kind of this look at she a look of fear kind of gets in her eyes, and she's gonna slash at you again with her claws. Thirteen and twenty-two. Uh, the twenty-two hits. It's just not not very good damage. Especially not like that. Seven damage. Is that fire? Um, make a constitution take, saving. I take throw. half of fire damage. No. no, it's not fire damage. Oh, okay. Constitution? Yeah, constitution. Darn it. Sixteen. Okay, you're good. Oh, not sixteen, so uh, eighteen. Yep, you're good. Okay. So seven damage total? Yep, seven damage total. Um we're gonna go to your turn now. I still take damage from that fire? Yeah, one or yeah, one damage I guess. Alright, I guess I will. Gladius her again? Yep. I'll just roll both of them. Uh, 10 and a 23. 23 hits. 22. 22 hits. 8 damage. I missed my bow. You need to back up. Yeah, get hit. <laughs> Are she a rogue? Like partially? Level 1, I don't have... Uh, secret. Nope. Okay. Secret. Um, I'm gonna rush at this guy. I'm gonna tackle him. I'm trying to take him to the ground. Okay. I'm gonna move all the way up to him. I'm gonna try and 
grapple and take him down to the ground. Okay. Is that strength versus strength? I never can remember. Yes. You can roll either strength or uh, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you want. Well, either way, it ain't gonna be good. Fourteen. Nine. Okay. I tackle him to the ground. All right. Take him down. He's kind of, and the monkey jumps off of his head. Guys, I think we need to worry about the monkey. <laughs> it's um, the mastermind. What was what was your initiative? Really bad, like four, two, two? okay. Two. Uh, the monkey's gonna jump off his shoulder and jump on top of Seeker's head. Oh, the monkey is in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Can we adopt the monkey? Oh man, like sevens to hit? No. Um. Okay, then we go, but it's on your head. <laughs> And just clawing at your headgear. Uh, it goes to void. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's dude on the ground. He's gonna try to stab you with a dagger. Does he? Have, he has disadvantage because you punched him. That's killing me. Miss. He's panicking. Uh, that goes to void rest then. Is uh, Wicked Mystic still standing in the moonbeam, or did she move? No, nope, she's still in it. She takes more damage. Uh, con save again. Okay. With advantage. Yeah. Same. Uh, twenty. She she got twenty. Yeah. And then uh, she takes she half this, which yeah. she'll take ten damage. Oh wow! Still ten. Nice. I can't believe she didn't move. <laughs> and I will uh, go ahead and get up there. You coming out? No, yeah, okay. you can make it. Yep. And I will try to attack her twice. Okay. Void rest comes leaping across the hole in the ground. That's a twenty, and that hits. That's a twenty-five. That hits. Golly, here he comes. That's fine. I, I switched to your dice, yeah. Seth. D eight. <laughs> Evidently, mine are crap. Mine are just well seasoned. D8 for damage, right? Yeah, that's it. Two. Uh, five damage on first slice. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make that smite too. Okay. On the first one? Mm hmm. And three damage for the smite. So that's eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then second attack. Three, four, seven. So 15 damage. How's she looking? Not great. Throw that second level smite. <laughs> Two D8s. Uh, what, what were we up to on damage? 15. 15 damage, okay. Seven. So 22 damage. She looks bad. Rough. That's it. That's that's all I got. That's it. Uh, okay, it's her turn. I have a feeling I know what she's about to do. Yeah, she's flashing out again. I shut my eyes. Dexterity saving <laughs> throws for both of y'all. Come on. 16. Remember, you're plus three. Oh, 19. 19 saves. Uh, 14. 
14 saves. Nice. Right as she, right as you see her start to flash, you both shut your eyes, kind of shield over your eyes. She disappears. Dug behind my shield. There you go. She's over here, and she's going to dash another 30. She's trying to get away. How far away is she? It doesn't matter. She's 60. It's 60 at this point. <laughs> it does for me. Uh, Rafa, your turn. I'll let her get 600 foot away. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for Quickly it. down Wait. under. Wait for it. Go ahead and attack. I'll attack twice. Longbow, obviously. Oh, my. Uh, normal shots, uh, 19 plus 9, 28, uh, and a 21. Okay, yeah, they both hit. Okay. 9 plus 8, 17 damage. 17 damage, how do you want to do this? I just, she was looking so weak, I just turn around before the arrows hit and oh walk into my. the... Complete savage. Walk into the museum. One one hits her in the back and kind of comes through her chest and she staggers forward. The other one hits her on the back of the head, comes out of her mouth, and she just falls flat on the ground, bleeding out. And where's Mister Sika? You hear somebody Your up. Mechanical the friend is doing something to a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you hear somebody screaming up the street as she falls. Would okay. you like to uh, take care of her body, and I will assist Mister Sika? What do you expect me to do to the body? I'll leave the for the street cleaners. Her gloves seemed interesting. Hmm. Okay. You going that way on your turn? turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. I'll... Oh wait, no, sorry. It was oh, okay. It was Rafa's turn. It's Seeker's turn. My bad. Just give me the box. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> punch him right in the face. What's in the box? <laughs> um, eleven to hit. <laughs> just scream like. <laughs> Give me the monkey. <laughs> Get the monkey off me! Oh my god. Um, that was one hit. That was eleven to hit. That yeah, that missed. Okay. So the monkey intercepted the punch. Yeah. Are you trying to hit him or the monkey? Uh, trying to hit him. Okay. Uh, that's uh fourteen to hit. What's a that monkey is. gonna do to a? Suit of armor inside of a suit of armor. Nothing. Nothing. I was just hoping inside he hit of a suit it. of armor. Uh, that is five points of damage. At the end of this campaign, I hope to find out that Tyrell was always a gnome, just inside <laughs> of a suit of armor, inside of a suit of armor, inside of a suit of armor. That would be great. Um, okay, now Void Rest, it is your turn now. I'll go check out her body. Well, the the stupid guy with the box is going to try to. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. But he has disadvantage because he got punched. Oh. No, oh, okay. No, he doesn't have disadvantage. No. He has a disadvantage because of the blur. Unless yeah. has it been a minute? It's no, been it's not been a minute. Okay. Ten rounds? Yes, ten rounds. You don't think it has been? No. Okay. No. Um Yeah, he's slashing at you with the dagger. Dag I wanted him to get land one blow. Okay. Did he do something cool? No. Yeah. Just feel bad for the Check guy. out that dagger. Um That's my turn. That's your turn, that's his turn. Void rest your turn now. Sorry. I'll go. Just give me the box. <laughs> if she's got anything fun besides the leather bikini. <laughs> okay. Uh, make an investigation check. Do you? Can you see magical stuff or anything like that at all? Um, I have uh, sense good and evil. Nah, that way I wouldn't do anything. Twelve. Um. 
you can't see a good way to get the armor off. You assume it might be enchanted because she was she was pretty hard to hit. Um, Why do you assume he's trying to take her armor off of her? Wow. I'm just AJ. saying the uh, he wow. seriously. What what kind of guy do you think I am? Wow. Uh, the gauntlets. You want to take the gauntlets? That would be the easiest thing to get off. I'll take the gauntlets. Okay, you take the gauntlets. Um, but you can also you look up and you see some people coming out of their houses down the street and like people motioning your direction and you're standing over a dead body out in the street so no I haven't used my action yet right no you have not well yeah investigating is that that is an action right yeah you've used your action uh, speaking you have, you is that a, a bonus free action? action free yeah okay. free I just uh, tell everyone we're just remodeling the place <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, Hold yeah. up my tanker and said, "Everyone have a good night." Someone might need to call security. Rafa, your turn. Um, <laughs> can I like make my way, Cassie, down the hallway? Yes. Uh, is the guy standing up or is he down? They're both down. They're on the ground. Okay, I'll shoot the monkey then. Down. You're shooting the monkey? Yeah, it's okay. attacking him. Okay, hit the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sixteen. That would definitely hit. Okay. What? 16? Yeah, oh, that's a 7. Nine. I thought that was a 2. Unfortunately, that's a sneak attack. Oh, gosh. So, 11, 15 damage. Okay, it's up on, on, monkey. It's up on top of Seeker's head going, ah! and then all of a sudden you just hear, ah! and it kind of falls <laughs> off. <laughs> it gets shoved forward onto the ground, lifeless. Okay, now I'll take a disadvantage shot at... Uh, the guy that he's got pinned down. Okay. 18 and 17. Oh my, yep, yeah, that hits. Yeah. Hits a lot. Yeah. So, just another D8. 9 damage. 9 damage. Oh my. Uh, that's your turn? Finish it. Uh, Seeker, your turn. How's the monkey I'm looking? I'm going to grab his arm. <laughs> it's <Not> dead. dead. <laughs> no. I'm going to grab his arm, the one that has a knife in it, and try to make him force himself to stab himself in the throat. Okay, so strength. Yep. That's a five. Oh, he got like an 11. So, or now it'd be a 12. He's just holding up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Guys, I feel kind of bad. Uh, I feel like we're the high school bullies. Then it's his turn. He can't do anything. Uh, void rest. Is there any way in here? No, but that's all outside of the building. Y'all are out. Y'all are in the street out there. So I can't really do anything from out here. Uh... I'll try to get back in. How far can I make it? Uh, you can make it oh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. If you want to dash, you can get to like here. Yeah, Alright, and that's your whole turn. Uh, now it's Rafa again. Uh, I'll shoot at the guy again with disadvantage. Uh, 21? Yep. I'll do it again. How do you want to do this? Oh, I'll just... In a flailing of metal arms in him, I just get one I get in the side and finish it off. Um, roll a d4. Where's my d4? 
three. Probably yeah. nothing happens. Nothing happens. Get the box. And then I want to turn around and go and like look at the uh, guy with the scimitars. Okay. Uh, make an investigation oh, yeah. check. 18. Um, he has some scimitars. Nothing else on him? No. Do the scimitars I mean, look special? They look really well I'll made. I'll take them. I'll really take well them. made. Okay. Taking the scimitars. So you have two of them or four of them? Two. Okay. He was making four attacks. I wasn't sure. Um, he also... <laughs> No, he doesn't. Okay. Um, Tyrell, you want to do anything? I'm picking up the box. Picking up the box? Okay. Uh, Should have listened to me when you had a chance. I'm going to walk out. Back yeah. into the room there. Uh, void rest has entered. Do you want to do anything? Yeah. Yeah, I'm checking out the dude with the hammer. Okay. It's a really big, cool hammer, and you saw it shake the entire earth. Do I need to roll anything? No, you. Do. I mean, it's it's there. Does he have anything else cool? Uh, make an investigation just for, just for fun. Is that what caused the explosion? Nineteen. Nineteen. He he. Yeah, I was gonna say he has uh some type of he, he's got like a belt over his middle that has some different uh shaped things. They're weird. They're not like bottles. They're like metal metal balls in different ovally shapes. Like they look similar to grenades. Hey guys, guys, this guy's got some metal balls. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to take those? So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take the hammer and I'll uh, take the belt of things. Okay. I'm going to be giving the belt of things to the metal dude because it looks like something he'd be using. Yeah, true. Okay. Mr. Voidrest, uh, should we take the body of the female with us? Our employer asked us to bring to personally take care of her individually. Or we can just take her head. Wow, easier transport. You guys are dark. Blackwater, when we get a job done, we get it done. We don't have to bring back proof. They would just trust us, wouldn't they? Well, they trust me at least. <laughs> you two guys are still new. You'd be lucky if anyone remembers your names yet. Well, maybe now we should hightail it. I agree. Well, sure you don't want to uh, stop by the tavern on the way out. People are already screaming, man. <laughs> yes, and we are finished with our job. Ah, you guys are boring. Okay, let's go back to the dock. I will drink with you at uh, back at the island. Just not here where the crimes have been committed. Alright, hit it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where we're gonna cut it off. Good job, guys. It was really good. Fun fight. New player. Oh, new player. Did great. Did great. Now oh. I'm like, he needs to come to the two v two. He needs to come up with like a two v two team. Yeah, he could. Um, anywho. Uh, that is Ryan Armstrong on the mic, guys. Hey guys. Uh, long time listener, first time player. Yeah. Um, I've actually listened to the entire podcast. Yes. 
probably one of the few that has, besides my besides my mother. <laughs> you and Deb. Okay, so uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Be sure to check out Tiger Skull RPG. As we mentioned before, this was the Wicked Mystic and the Green Bloods, the Thieving Green Bloods, actually. Um, it's one of the coolest ones I've seen yet. I was instantly inspired when I saw it. Uh, there's like multiple poses for every figure, and they're just fun and cool. I can't wait to find out what all this hammer can do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, really cool loot with this one as well. So go check it out, TigerSkullRPG.com or Patreon.com slash TigerSkullRPG, and we will see you next time. See ya! Thanks for tuning in for this episode of The Commoners of D&D. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode, and leave us a review to help people just like you find the podcast. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commoners Official for news, updates, and more exclusive content.